Mazza presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wilde. Kyle in New Jersey. What's up, Kyle? How you doing, Mike? Good. You know, well, when I get on the show, you put, put some respect on my name. Put some what? <laughs> no way! Put some respect. Put my name with respect. All right, bye. Pete Yonkers, what's up, Pete? <laughs> I don't even care what Pete and Yonkers had to say. <laughs> put some respect on my name. Uh, I got on the internet for the day. Yeah, yeah. But it was so... I can't tell if it was poorly executed or excellently executed. Because he gets on there, Mike, put some respect on my name. You know just how Birdman said it. Let's do it one more time. Kyle in New Jersey. What's up, Kyle? How you doing, Mike? Good. You know, well, when I get on the show, you put, put some respect on my name. Put some what? Put some respect. Put my name with respect. All right, bye. Oh, God. That's the best thing I've heard in a long time. Oh, and he does not play along. <laughs> no, Mike never plays along. He doesn't get it. Oh, I love it. And I don't know how you live in the same city as Charlemagne the God and you missed that. But he, Maybe he does get it. He's just moving on. Do you He's think Mike Francesa is up to date on everything? <laughs> that Charlemagne's doing? Charlemagne's huge. Oh, yeah, so, you know, I saw... I saw Birdman. <laughs> You see, you see who the latest donkey of the day was? <laughs> Charlamagne was on the uh, the Colbert, Colbert show. Colbert show, yeah. yeah and, I uh, still haven't dude, watched that. Huge. Don't spoil he's, it for me. He's uh, he and like Elvis Duran, who does uh, Z100 Mornings in New York. Like those guys are the only ones that I've ever seen on late night shows mm-hmm. um and one of the other ones bobby bones who does country and is, is on like 75 stations he's been on some things but he's never been on like late night tv um there's only there are a few radio hosts that get to that level and charlemagne is one of them and it's it's it was pretty cool to see him on there i love he was that on, guy he was on the biggest diss track and rap in the last like 15 years yes. at least yes he was and then like got, a focal point of that then got six bottles of dom yeah, yeah and then dom he P. was like part of the meme of the week Meme of the month. Yeah, he deserves to be on Colbert. He's amazing. He's amazing. Hey, um, so Steve, you actually wanted to start the show with something, and I thought I was like, no, 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 I, you got to let me have this one, guys. <laughs> was, was, it worth worth it? It? Yeah. was it worth it? Was it worth it? Okay, that was worth it. Okay, thank you. That was worth it. Uh, I got a DM on my Twitter. A DM. Somebody <laughs> slid into your DM. <laughs> oh yeah. What's Mrs. Dangle think of that? Well, I'll, I'll tell her that she needs to watch her job because Mike Darnay might take oh, it. Oh, shoot! I'm not sure if we're on the radio or not. Are we on the radio or nah, not? You said shoot. <laughs> okay. oh, shoot. Uh, Adam is an oil tycoon yeah, from about- the stereotypical South. It's about to get lit in here. Wow. <laughs> shoot. So, uh, Mike Darnay, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a Pittsburgh Penguins fan who... In, in a tweets ver- us all the time. Oh, tweets us all the time, and in a very silly fashion. In June of of uh, 2015, said, uh, "If the Penguins make it to the Stanley Cup final, I will buy tickets for Steve Daniel <gasps> and I to go." Right? Yes. I don't know if Mike knows this, but they are four wins away from him having to get me tickets. He might have missed it. Might have missed it. So he uh, he DMs me. FYI. I intend on honoring my bet should the Penguins make the final, LOL. To which I responded, oh, was that up in the air? (laughs) (laughs) He goes, not even remotely. I know how a lot of people are about backing out of bets. That's all. Oh. 
Okay, so here's the, here's what I'm proposing then. I'm, I'm glad to know you're not a scallywag. Not Mike. only did we all just become and 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 I I want the Islanders to win because or not the Islanders the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning to win because I am a Tampa Bay Lightning secondary fan. But we all just became Pittsburgh Penguin fans, did we not? Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen an NHL playoff game live. Really? Never, not once. My first oh. pro playoff game that I saw live was this past season when I saw uh, it was game five, I think, of the Jays and Royals. Really? Oh. Yeah. You know what? You know what you need to see? What do I a need to see? A pro playoff hockey game in Toronto that is... That is in the at the NHL level, and I know you've seen Marley's oh, game, which go, is yeah. great. But I have been to a Toronto Maple Leaf hockey playoff game. I hate you, and hate you several so times. And oh, oh, several times, and they've oh, won every time. By the way, so I'm kind of a good luck. Oh, oh my goodness! I, I remember I I listened to uh, the Air Canada Center sing Yarmir Yager out of the building. When the Leafs were playing them in the oh, second round oh. of the playoffs, wow. uh, and they were singing na 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 na. Goodbye. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, and they because Yager got a penalty towards the end of the game. And this is back when Yager was he a bit of a toot, and he slammed the door, slammed it, and and the, and the whole arena erupted and was like, ah, we got you. That was the series where Danny Markov refrained from putting respect on Yager's name. That's correct. I remember. Wait, sorry, it was, respect. <laughs> respect on his name. Respect on Yager's name. That was literally when Yuskevich and Markov were put out every time Yager was put oh, out. Oh, I used to love Dimitri Yuskevich. He was great. Yeah. No. Um, uh, can but we the talk the Penguins. About, yeah, so with the Penguins are in, so that's great. So here's what I'm proposing. And Jesse, I hope you're in for this. Okay. Um, if it's possible, if it happens to fall on a weekend, I want to drive down with you. And and I want Jesse to come, and you guys go to the game. Oh, that's wow, cool. I'm invited. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm thinking is we do like a meetup in Pittsburgh. So so you guys go to the game in the Spurk. Jesse and I will go to the, a bar in the Spurk. Oh no, I'm going to the game. Okay, well if you're gonna pay ten grand to go to a game, that's cool. I don't have the money to go to the game. Jesse's rolling in it. I'll talk to Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Mike can hook us up. Hook us, well, if he can hook us all up, that's great. But I was thinking we do like a Steve Dangle podcast meetup there, an unofficial. We'll just meet at a bar in the Spurk. In the Spurk. At the game. At, in seats. the game. Yeah, you have to be rich enough to be, so we're in, the game. be in the game. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we'll meet up, compare notes on caviar <coughs> and whatnot. Yeah. And just enjoy, enjoy just, uh, the sh- ice hockey. Should game. I just call Mario? My buddy Mario? <laughs> oh, M? Yeah, M. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, should I just give a shout? I mean, I made, I made such a great impression the first time. Well, I, I have tickets. <laughs> for Phil. What, what do you need? So Phil. I have tickets for Phil. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that would be fun? Road no, trip? If I'm going to Pittsburgh, I'm going to the game. Okay, I'm not right. going to a bar when I can do that. Here. All right. Well, you know what? Depending upon how expensive those tickets would be for the Stanley Cup Finals, I might invest. I might invest in that. There you go. But yeah, and then we could, and then we could have a whole night party. We could just call it party in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Phil, the Phil party. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. party. There's got to be Phil, a P. The P. Panago Pittsburgh party. There you go. Oh, I'm sure the pension plan puppets would love that. No, no, that name's not taken. We're taking it. <laughs> what do you mean? I've never heard of that. We are the official PPP. Who, by Who the way, that is 100% what we're naming it. The Panago <laughs> PPP? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Steve's PPP. <laughs> oh, they'll love that. Um, so could, do you want to talk about the fact that you almost jinxed the Pittsburgh Penguins out of making it to the Eastern Conference Final? Oh, yeah. So last uh, podcast, like towards the very, very, very end, I go, so, you know, the game's on TV. Obviously, we're going to finish recording by the time it's done. Should we just say RIP to the Washington Capitals? Because it was. 3 nothing. 
And and I said, I said confidently, yeah, what the hell? I mean, there's no way they're coming back from that. So imagine my surprise when I got in the front door of my house in Oshawa and it was in overtime. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think, like, it shocked me because I got home and it was already tied up. It was so fast. And, oh, wow. uh, and I kind of was like, and I live close to where we record. So I was like, geez, that happened really, really quickly. And I thought, how like Leaf fans? How like Leaf fans? To think mm. that a three nothing lead would be safe, that a three goal league lead would be safe with Phil Kessel in the lineup. Did you see all those boards people put up? Oh, it's happening to Phil again. Who cares that he has two goals and an assist? It's his fault. You know, there is a thing that I'm slowly learning. What is it? Not all stats matter, and not all stats are interesting either. You know. Uh, cause I used to look up all kinds of goofy stats and some of them are like neat conversation pieces. But then once you see that on TV, especially after the game that Phil had, you realize how uninteresting that stat Do you, is. Are you referring to something like grit chart? One of our no, all time favorites. Grit chart is the, um, <laughs> most useful, I think right after plus minus. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what's the stat that you're talking about in this particular instance? Well, they just put up a big graphic on top of a sad Phil Kessel. That this would be his second time, or uh, whatever, uh, coughing up a three-goal lead in an elimination it's game. Not, it's like not that. on him. It's not yeah, on just, Phil. Uh, he the, just happened to be a part of the game. But the graphic was on television. And oh, so that's like no. how th- these microphones make us experts. One stat that you said I was wrong about last episode was that Ovechkin's never been out of the second round. He has never been out of the second round. Oh, okay. Yeah. I could have, could have swore they made the conference. Somebody, somebody tweeted me this morning and said, "Cap Stanford can't." Uh, what is it? Hold on. Let me find it. Let me can't find it. Can't advance too. past second. The first word. Yeah. Oh. Can't adva- advance past second. Which um, I feel bad for. So, does that stat mean anything? Ovechkin's never been out of the second round. <sighs> but he was good. He was good. You know, mm. it's like. How I've been beating the drum. I know this isn't the greatest comparison, but I've been beating this drum for so long that. If the Marlies, basically, if the Marlies don't win the Calder Cup, it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. And they're two games away from either advancing to the third round or getting eliminated. But they're playing the second place team. If the first place team loses to the second place team, I guess that's the best team to lose to. Yes. Is it not? Yeah, sure. That's where Washington found themselves. Pittsburgh was better. Like I don't, I don't think it was a matter of Washington being bad. I think if Washington played any of the other teams in the East, they might have won. I think if Pittsburgh had played, had I, I, I think we're seeing what Pittsburgh Penguins hockey is, and I don't think it's just a hot streak because they've been good for a long time now. Mm. You know, this is four months going on five that they've been this strong. Um, had they had this head coach out of training camp, I feel like the Pittsburgh Penguins and Washington Capitals would have probably been duking it out for top of the league or top of the Eastern Conference at the very least. Who knows? But you I know, mean, it's, it's like for Pittsburgh to finish second, given what they went through at the beginning of the season, it's amazing. Can you look up the top scores on Pittsburgh, Jesse? Okay. But the, the um, what was I about to say? Shoot. Pittsburgh, Washington. Pittsburgh, Washington. Um, um, oh, I had it for a sec. I lost it again. No, here it is. So, we talked about the playoff factor. Was Washington not up 3 nothing on Philly? Were they not up 3 nothing on Philly? They were. Did they not lose Game 4? They did. Did they not lose Game 5? They did. 
and we see the importance of closing it out. Because I said, you know what, this is a pretty neck-and-neck series, but Pittsburgh comes out like roses, fresh as a daisy, after their series with the Rangers. Washington a little bit weathered from the Flyers, and they had the opportunity to reduce that a little bit. Right. And they weren't able to capitalize on it. What is it that... and, and The Capitals weren't able to, to capitalize. capitalize. I oh, know, I didn't man. even mean to do that. Wow. Oh, what you is heard it? me stumble. I'm not nearly clever enough to come up with that on my own. Because in watching the Raptors playoff games, I know that that's a team that struggles closing even a quarter of basketball mm-hmm. out. Even though they win, because they're a great team, they just... They're just they're putting a, a cap on the soda bottle is just difficult for them, and and it's kind oh, of that was so frustrating last oh, night. It, every game every that game. the Raptors have played since the playoffs began has been frustrating. Every game it's been a hell of a series though. It's almost like junior hockey. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> neither team is ever out of it. No, and they're they are going to. It's it's one of those like physically they're going to drag and kick and scream like through this and then whoever wins will literally get lit up by the Cavs in the next round because they'll be so dead and I, I don't know if you guys saw this but Bismack Biombo got a got a cut that was okay yeah. yeah that's not a scar that's fresh yeah it was, was a fresh, fresh cut, right? and it was like it went from the top of his shoulder almost down to his bicep like it was a yeah. that's a big nail cut it happens all the time in basketball but yeah I got uh, I got something like that in rugby once there was a uh, I was in charge of uh, lifting the guys up when they were throwing the yes. throwing the ball in and the tall lanky guy we had had these long fingernails that he wouldn't cut and so he reaches up to get the ball and when he comes down with it he just sliced through my chest like Ooh. butter oh and i had this giant it looked badass we lost the game though anyway let me th- <laughs> let me throw this out there because when the penguins inevitably make it to the stanley cup final and you know win the cup because of the good luck of and the, and the steve there, ppp uh, oh yeah for the steve's <laughs> ppp who's gonna win the Conn Smythe as the playoff MVP. Let me let me throw out three candidates. Okay. Let, let me throw out the Penguins' top three scores. Tied for second. Sidney Crosby. Ten points, three goals, seven assists. But never a point in the seventh game, which means he's no. not a closer, which means he sucks. And he's yeah. a minus one. Oh, oh. oh no. God. Terrible. It couldn't Plus be because minus. they're watching Sidney Crosby like a hawk in the seventh game. <laughs> couldn't be that. No, couldn't. Yeah. How about minus one vote for me? That's right. Wow. Tied, not... Wow. <laughs> Tied with Crosby, two goals, eight assists, ten points. Nick Bonino. Benito. It's Benito that he's in that spot. And by the way, people have been tweeting me the Benito reference. (laughs) I can't believe what people remember. Yeah, it's amazing. Thank you. He is Benito. Uh, Thank you, Vancouver. Also, LOL, Vancouver. (laughs) But the leader... He's so happy to be out of there. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) He must be like... Brandon Sutter's just... Throwing like a peanut butter and jam at least sandwich at the television. At least they're building the franchise around me, though. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he had Benito has more points in the playoffs than Sutter had all season. Benito. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read now that Sutter stuff. was injured, and <laughs> yeah, so that's a little unfair. Also, <laughs> that's kind of funny, though. Yeah, it's Come kind on, of funny. Playoffs, I mean, uh, but leading the way in Pittsburgh. I mean, we- Crosby, he can take his peasant ten points. Benito, Benito. Whatever he wants to call himself. I call him the guy with 10 points. You know who has 12? Battle Five potato. goals, seven assists. Battle Potato! Yeah! Phil Castle! Filthy Phil! The top candidate, I would say, for the Pittsburgh Penguins to win the Con Smythe Trophy. I'm going to disagree with you there. And Are not you because say, well, no, I'm, go ahead. I, I, not because I want to be contrarian, but I actually think Matt Murray would, would get it. I think mm-hmm. that's a fantastic choice. 
And it's not that I don't want Phil to get. How cool would that be to see Who Phil get that? Who wouldn't want to follow in Cam Ward's footsteps? And and by the way, if Phil Kessel wins that, Steve Simmons for the rest of his life is going to have the picture of Phil Kessel holding the Conn Smythe Trophy tweeted at him. Like just oh, like it's over. <laughs> it's I, over. I I'm still waiting for the picture. I I I can picture it. I can picture the picture of Kessel eating what hot you do dogs with out of the cup. Oh. Why not? Okay, if they win the cup, we got to throw a hot dog party. Oh! <laughs> Panago hot dog hot pizza. Hot dog pizza. We got to find a way. We would do way. it. We'd, they might disagree because yep. that kind of sounds disgusting. Well, but hot, we'll dogs, figure it out. hot dogs are pepperoni-ish. You could slice them up. We'll talk. We'll figure okay, this we'll out. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure Don't worry, out. we won't boil the hot dogs. I like boiled hot dogs. That's not... Uh, Boiled hot dogs are gross. They're delicious. They're okay, so we're not getting into this they're, right they're now, incorrect. but they're pretty gross. Anyway. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a boiled hot dog soup. <laughs> is what you call it a pot or a skillet. Oh, my it's God. A, it's a boiled hot dog cereal. <laughs> it might be. Um, w- w- Jesse, you looked like you had something you would bring up there. No? No, you didn't. Okay. Well, that's a goal. That's a goal. Um, are we on the radio, by the way, just so we're clear? Are we on the radio yeah, for this? I have no idea. Uh, we are. I would, yeah. Okay, I'm just making sure. Um, whatever. Steve, San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about. We were talking about obviously uh, Pittsburgh, and we're talking about Conn Smythe Trophy uh, candidates. And it brings me to your latest video, which mm. is interesting in that it is about the Leafs, as you would expect, um, but it is about their goaltending situation. And I think a lot of people are going to start to wonder a lot more. This is going to be one of those things that they wonder a lot more. We've been we've been talking about it since last season about. What are the Leafs going to do? What is the future there? That seems to be the big old question mark. Because defensively, they seem to have some solid prospects and some solid NHLers. I agree. Forward-wise, they're no question. Yeah. And you got Nylander, Marner, um, and, Say no more. and Austin Matthews. Then, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, and then, you know, you got Sashnikov, whatever. Uh, in that, I mean, Garrett Sparts was start, played well and then didn't play well, and he's not playing in the AHL playoffs. It's Bebo playing. And, yeah, um, and that's really, that's... And that's not against Garrett Sparks. They were alternating, and basically, Bebo has put on such a performance that it didn't really make sense to continue to alternate. So unless he really falters, which he has done, and they replaced him with Sparks, unless he really falters, um, it's it's Bebo's job to lose right now. Right. Now, um, you brought up an interesting point about the Penguins and about their goaltending situation because Matt Murray is a rookie and he's making... I think it's six hundred and twenty grand this so you, year and next. So you could have a starting goaltender next year who's going to make six hundred twenty grand, Like a hair above league minimum. But then you've got a goalie in Marc-Andre Fleury who's making 5.7? It's 5.75. Uh, no movement clause and a no trade clause uh, where he can make a list of 12 teams he doesn't want to go to. Now... It's almost half the league. Let's say... He were to accept a trade, you think that there's a potential fit there with the Leafs? Potentially, yeah, I think so. I think so because Pittsburgh is well a contender this year, first and foremost. But after that, they are in cap trouble. The that hasn't gone away at all. In fact, it's a it's about to get worse, and they got some guys they need to resign. Um, Matt Murray, being as strong as he is, is a huge revelation for them. But it means they're they got to start looking towards life without Marc-Andre Fleury. And, and by I, the way, if for anybody that says Marc-Andre Fleury, just leave him unprotected in the expansion draft, you can't because he's got a no movement. Right. So if you could get him to agree to a trade, I think something along the lines of 
Bernier going to the Penguins for a year, um, and then so you save a million and a half dollars there if you're the Penguins, which is something still like something. That. And that, but then it, what's more important is the year or two I can't remember after that when you don't even have to worry about Bernier. Of course, you got to re-sign Murray and you know who's your backup. But I think that could be an interesting option for the Leafs and a relatively cheap one because Frederick Anderson you're probably going to have to pay for. A lot of people have suggested Ben Bishop to the Leafs. Yeah. And that's that's going to cost a pretty penny, especially... When, and then he's unrestricted. But then you're waiting uh, after next year, right? Mm-hmm. So do you just go with the Bernier-Spark stopgap or Bernier-Bebo stopgap or whatever it well, is? Well, I think it's an interesting concept. Um, if I'm the Leafs, I, I wait this out because I know that there's going to be teams uh, towards the end of next season that are going to scramble and want to get something for the assets that they have to leave unprotected. So I feel like there's going to be trade opportunities that open just by virtue of the fact that teams don't want to lose something for free. So this is going to be a frustrating season the more I think about it for Leaf fans because there is so much optimism and fans want to see improvement, but it's also a hell of a season to just kind of wait in the weeds and And see how it all shakes out. We know know? anything about Brandon Shanahan. He's more than willing to wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's the right decision. It's just hard. Look, I know I shouldn't have ice cream and chocolate bars and stuff, but I have them because they're delicious. They make me feel good, even though they make me feel bad Mm -hmm. because of my self-esteem and whatnot. (laughs) I know what's good for me. It's just hard executing. Have you gone, have you done a deep dive into Marc-Andre Fleury's numbers recently? I think it was a 921 this past season. He He had a... A good season. Well, and that's not to say that he would have a bad season, but I'm talking about his advanced numbers. As a goaltender, is he... Oh, like his high his high risk shots and, and yeah. all that. No, I haven't done a deep dive. Because what you could do, if, if let's say Marc-Andre Fleury, for argument's sake, there's no arc on him. He's just been flat for the last three years. He's just been Marc-Andre Fleury. Let's, let's just say, say let's say, let's argument's say. sake. Then you trade Bernier for him. They get a couple million dollars cap relief, which is great for them. Uh, we get a bona fide goalie who's won a Stanley Cup and might win another one. Um, Anti-Niami. And, yeah. And beyond all that, it gives you an opportunity, it gives you a couple years to figure out what you're going to do behind him to find your own Matt Murray. Or maybe even keep him. Or maybe even keep him. But you know, but that's, that's the thing is that what I like about that move is it opens more doors for the Leafs. Do you know what I mean? I agree. Well, and, and what I what I said in the video, and you can check that out on sportsdo.ca, the Steve Daigle blog, um, I like scenarios where the Leafs don't have to give up much. Okay? The unrestricted free agent goalie market is pretty dry. Uh-huh. Um, James Reimer is, I think, far and away the best one available. Um, then you're looking at options like, I would like to see Jonas Enroth maybe given a shot with the Leafs. Cam Ward, no thanks. But do you uh, not? Jonas Hiller's already gone. Do Sparks Ramo, no slash thanks. Bebo not deserve a shot? Like, here's the thing: if the Leafs go sign a goalie, then you've still got Bernier. God, they're young. They're just. I think it's unfair. Okay. I think it's a little unfair. Like how people have already written Sparks off because he didn't have such a good stint. Like, no, no, no. He's, you can't. He's a good goalie in the AHL, which is where he should be at 22. That's, that's like just how I feel. That's like say. That's like saying Line A should go first overall because of the tournament he's had at the World Championships. Which, believe me, people are lining up to say it. It's ridiculous, but and 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 the stats prove that. But it's still, you know, people are still saying it because it's it's the it's the and I hate to bring him up again like this, but it's the Steve Simmons eye test. It's mm-hmm. the what is in the here and now. And that's what NHL teams get locked into so much. It's, it's what am I seeing right in front of me right now, rather than what am I seeing over the course of six months to a year to two years. And I think you got to look at trends. And I, I look at the Leafs and go, 
Um, okay, so if, let's say this deal happens. I just feel like the Leafs are a team that likes options, which is why they traded down in the draft. Because what's the difference? What's the big friggin' difference between thirty and forty in the draft, right? Not a huge one. Not a huge one, especially if you've done your homework. So with this one, what would be what would be the the pain for them other than some, you know, being strapped with a contract for a couple of years. I mean, the, the, we've got Colin Greening and Milan Mahalik and they're coming off. They're coming Jared off the Cowan's books. going to get bought out. Brooks like, uh, will come off the books at the all, end of this year. All three yep. of them at the end of this year. And even if they keep like, uh, it'll be at a huge haircut. He'll be making like a quarter of his salary. Yeah. Um, and let me throw this out there. And I did mention this in the video. What are the odds Bernier will be worse? Than last year. I don't think they're, they're very good. No. I think he'll be pretty good. He'll he be good. Save two and a half months of the season was at very least league average. He was fine. Which is On what a most, bad team. Which is what most teams pray for. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. if the Dallas Stars, and we'll get to Dallas, if they'd gotten oh. league average goaltending from one of their two league average goaltenders, who are paid very well, by the way, they'd be in the third round. Oh, they're paid well, and they're going to be paid well. Well, yeah. We get it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, mm-hmm. before we go to break here, what would it take to get a deal like that done? And and I know it's completely Flurry? hypothetical, but you're not trading Bernier straight up for Fleury, I don't think. Are you? Well, you know, I was thinking about that, and like, Fleury's the number one. Okay, mm-hmm. he's the number one uh, on most teams. Okay, but the Leafs have interest in Matt Murray. Let's not forget. No, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. And Sidney Crosby too, and Connor McDavid. Um, but in, you know, we've, we kind of grew up with the main commodities being good players and draft picks, you know, draft picks have kind of raised in stock over the last few years, I would think. Um, how much stock, how much value do we put in the saved cap space and how badly Pittsburgh needs it? Well, I think like Bernie for flurry is not a fair trade, but when you look at the dollars and cents, it starts to look like that. Ah, like I'm, you'd have, I, my instinct is to say Toronto has to sweeten the pot, but I look at Pittsburgh's situation and go, well, well what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? You get, you get a one year mm-hmm. kind of cushion just in case Murray gets a little tired or whatever. And then you get huge cap relief. I, like it's it's beneficial for them. And, you and, know, and there's a guy you don't have to you don't have to uh, protect. And the thing is, in this situation too, when it comes to bargaining, the Penguins have to do something. The Leafs do not. They could. You're a hundred percent right. They don't need this move. They don't need it. It's like I said. It's you know what? <clears throat> Ugh, it'll be so frustrating. So frustrating. If next year they are improved, but it's very obvious they're losing games just because of goaltending. That's going to drive people nuts. How nuts is it going to drive the Leafs? Not really. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I think the Leafs they're will be smarter smart, than that. But they're they're competitive. A lot of them are former athletes, and they're in the business of winning. Losing drives people like that. Nuts. Yeah, I, I I get that. I still don't think that they would give up on that plan. This is a long, long term plan. And I said, I like I've, I've said right. it. If the Leafs finish twentieth. Next year, that will be an enormous improvement, and you have to be happy with that. Let me throw this out there. If the Leafs get Stamkos, they get a damn goalie. Yeah. Quick question. Then they're a playoff team next year. If the NHL decides that no movement clauses don't get protected, do you just let Flurry walk for free? 
and just take all the cap space and let him go play in Vegas. Yeah. If you're paying Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, but, I mean, but that's that's not the case, though. That's well, not they the, haven't made a final decision. Oh, I oh, they, they have. No, I, the, I the tweet from Elliot was that um, NHL still deciding, but they're leaning towards protecting them. Oh, yeah. I thought that was, was a definitive um, thing. NHL hasn't decided on players with NMCs being eligible, but expectation is they will not be av- available for selection. Because okay, that's when it comes to the lockout and all that stuff, in terms of both sides digging in, like. If you don't, if you make it so that players with no movement clauses aren't protected, that's a that's a huge sore point come next negotiation, mm-hmm. and I don't think either side wants that. Hmm. Including well, us who have a hockey podcast. And since we're talking about uh, we're talking about goaltending, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Dallas Stars and their four nothing loss. Four nothing. Six one. Six one. Yeah. Four nothing's when I stopped watching. I know. Yeah. <laughs> who who blame you? Yeah. <laughs> who would blame you? Uh, lost to the St. Louis Blues last night, and what it means for Dallas going into next season. Because congratulations to St. Louis, but I think the interesting story is Dallas, and we'll talk about next that next on Sportsnet five ninety The Fan. Well. You see, Dallas uh, lost Game Seven there. Yeah, they kind of kind of forced it, but you know they allowed the first goal and then the second, a little bit of the third and fourth as well. Kind of got blown out there. And they'll be heading to the golf course. Yeah. Not like St. Louis, though. They're in the final four, and that's uh, that's that's pretty special. First time that's happened since two thousand one. Wow. Uh, yeah, w- really? which because St. Louis, you just they're just perennial, perennially, with the exception of like the mid '90s, a great hockey team, and they have been, they had they had been for like 30 years, and then they had a little bit of a downspout, and now they're great again. Um, but they finally are getting it done in the playoffs, at least into the third round so far. Uh, to me, though, the interesting part about this whole thing was that Dallas, without Tyler Sagan, fought them to a seventh game. I got a very confusing tweet last night. Because I, I said I said something along those lines. I was like, you know, it, I, I've been dismissive of Dallas, but the fact that they've gotten to within a win of the conference final uh, without Tyler Sagan, who's one of their best players, is um, um, hugely commendable. Yeah. And then someone tweeted me, well, that just shows how much uh, you and others overvalue Tyler Sagan and undervalue Jamie Benn. I was just like... No, you're what? not taking a swipe at Jamie Ben. Have I ever? Jamie Ben's a fantastic player. Yeah, but he won the scoring. You know what's fantastic? Year. What okay. are you talking about? Having Jamie Ben in your lineup is great. Having Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan is even better. Yeah, yeah. And if Jamie Ben were out, you'd say the same thing. How did the Dallas Stars get this far without Jamie Ben? It's the like ugh. people automatically assume because you like one thing that you're taking a swipe at another. Uh, and it's I don't get it. I don't know just, where it comes from. Sometimes I'll get tweets from people, and it's like people I see in my timeline all the time. Uh, who like are fans of the videos or yeah. the show, and they'll just be, nah. Nah. and it's because their team lost that That's night. Fair. And it's like freaking, just go to bed. I get it. Go to bed. Tweet me in the morning. <laughs> Don't take it out on me. Yeah, there should be a rule that if you are, um, if your team loses, you need to you, you need to have, go to bed. You need to at least have a nap. Off. Yeah, have a nap. <laughs> Because I know how that feels, being a Leaf fan. Hmm. Once upon a time, we were in the first round, you see. Uh, That was was fun. And I'm sure I tweeted some embarrassing stuff that night. I'm fairly sure I did. The best thing that happened to me as a person and my career was uh, the night of the infamous Game 7. My phone died. Oh. 
It died, and I couldn't tweet. Uh, I went several hours. Great. I don't think I tweeted till the next morning. You need a cooling off period. I, I want to uh, die during the second period. By the Maybe way, it was the key to victory. If St. Louis wins the cup this year, that it actually means that the Leafs will pro- are the are the team with the longest. I think no cup streak because St. Louis came in the season after them, but they have no cup at all. And the Kings were in there too, but they obviously broke that streak. Shoot, I think you're right, man. Scary. God, that makes me sad. Me too. Um, uh, you know what, though? Let me tell you a Canadian team that's happy a little bit. Or actually, no, sad. They're sad. Calgary Flames. Could have got a first-round pick for Chris Russell. That was the condition. Uh, how far Dallas makes it. Ah! You got so close, Calgary. So close. But they got their second. I mean, yeah, that's pretty good. Still pretty good. <laughs> Longest Stanley Cup droughts? Uh-huh. The so, Ottawa Senators. Yeah, well. <laughs> 47 seasons for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It is. Uh, well, I guess technically people say the Ottawa Senators, but they weren't a team for like 70 years. Give uh, them a break. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Come on. No. Nope. <laughs> like 1922 to nope. 1995. Come on. Um, Brooklyn Dodgers haven't won a World Series for a while. That's right. Um, What's their problem? So, Antti Niemi mm. has two more years with Dallas, mm. presumably anyway, mm. at $4.5 million a season. Mm. Kari Lettinen. Mm. By the way, thank you for all the Lettinen tweets I got last <laughs> night. I got so many Lettinen tweets. Uh, has two more years at $5.9 million. That's okay, though. They're young guys on the upswing. <laughs> Neither... In the playoffs, both played at least four games. I believe Nemi Niemi had four and, and Lennon had the rest. Um, neither posted a save percentage better than 900 in the playoffs. Ooh, and they're both 32. Uh, so you've got... Imagine how... <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Stars fans got so mad at me when I tweeted about that in the summer, but you had one job. You had one job. Make your goaltending better. You had one job, and you signed Antti Niemi. Yeah. And the tandem thing, look, over an 82-game season, I think you proved that it works. Mm-hmm. It works. You you get the best out of those two if you have them roughly split the games. Over an 82-game regular season, it works. In the playoffs, it bloody doesn't. It doesn't. And tell me how on a 20-man roster wrapping up 10% of your salary your salary cap, and I don't even know if the Dallas Stars are a cap team. Probably not. I don't don't know. Uh, Wrapping up 10% of your total salary, or more, sorry, more than 10% in two goaltenders is smart. 10.4 million bucks. It's a lot. That's a lot of money. And and that's a lot of money for two more years after this season. You know what? (sighs) There are goalies you pay $4.5 million for. Antti Niemi's not one of them. There are goalies you could get for cheaper this summer... Had, they could have signed Jonas Enroth to a million bucks, something like that, and you would have got pretty similar numbers, maybe even better. And you or, paid four or traded and a half for times that. Traded for James Reimer. Traded for James, and Reimer, you probably could have got James. Assets, given but, given what the market was last year, it probably would have been like a fourth or fifth round pick. They're paying one A or one B money to a goalie who's barely even that. Like I don't know, I don't get it. And the let, I mean, we're also taking. Uh, light off the Lettinen contract, which is just under six million bucks is atrocious. So when did they sign that one? That that confused me. I, I was don't like, know. when was Kerry Lettinen ever worth a hair under six million? Do you know where Kerry Lettinen was drafted, Adam? Atlanta. Yes, but what position? Fifth overall. Second. Second overall. Oh, wow. He went second overall. He was the next big thing. He was the next big thing, and he just kept injuring his groin. That was the thing. He was never really able to hit his max potential. But there was a while there where he was solid. 
God, six million bucks. That's such a rough situation for Dallas. But you know what? Okay, any Stars fans listening to this are getting depressed. So let me throw this out there. You still got a lot of good contracts on the team. Absolutely. Jamie Benz is fantastic. Tyler Seggins is fantastic. I think you got some good performances uh, out of some guys who you weren't sure about. The Stars will live to fight another day, but you need to do some finagling there in the goaltending department. You got to. F- you got to figure something out. Well, and the, the the thing that I that I was interested in is, do either of those goaltenders have a no movement clause? Uh, Jesse, general manager. Because if they do, and I forgot to look this up when I was on general manager looking up their salaries, um, you're in trouble. However, if they don't, wait a season. I don't know if you can wait a season, but I would wait it out. I would wait it out. I'd play the long game on this one because the Dallas Stars were good enough to make the second round. Budget-wise, fantastic. You know how we uh, kind of gave Tim Murray crap for how he treated the whole lottery thing with McDavid and Eichel? And, mm-hmm. You know, he kind of acted like a baby that he got the second overall pick. And only got Jack Eichel, who was only the best player oh, on his team. Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. I wonder how many <clears throat> uh, GMs and teams are going to like kind of huff and puff when a player they wanted to get claimed does not. Oh, true. It's going to happen. Tim Murray will be up there. Kari Lettinen has a limited no-trade clause going forward. Antti Niemi has none. Okay. Well. So there, you, there's your answer. And Niemi... But then there's no guarantee mm-hmm. that Las Vegas picks him. Because they can have Marc-Andre Fleury, maybe. 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 <laughs> I'm going to go with probably not. Probably, probably not. not. But, but, you know, if I'm Dallas, I leave both goalies unprotected. Who mm-hmm. cares? Oh, of course. Leave them yeah. both. Of See course. ya. Well, you got Ben to protect. You got Sagan. You got... Now imagine... Spezza. Imagine they got to protect both goaltenders. No. No! Is that even an option? No. I Actually, no, I don't think it is. Yeah, I, think I don't you have think to. You pr- can. But it is like, it's like one goalie, four defensemen, yeah. whatever. Oh, you have to protect the goalie? Yeah, it's one goalie. Oh! That's, I think that's one of the options. There's two options that you can pick. Mm-hmm. Let's look that up. Yeah, Let's make it, it make for sure. But there is like a one goalie, like... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you think about it in Pittsburgh's oh case. God. Pittsburgh has to deal Mark Andre Fleury if they want to keep Matt Murray. Because if you have to, if you have to protect a goalie, and your goalie has a no movement clause, and he does, you don't have a choice. They're kind of like the Blackhawks, though, and that they we, we talked about it last show. Like the, the salary cap doesn't apply to the Pittsburgh Penguins, no, or the LA Kings or the Chicago Blackhawks. No, they just oh. no. And if, if all else fails, you just deem Lombardi your way out of the situation. They are Consuela from Family Guy. All right, all right Pittsburgh, you have to spend under a certain amount of money. And no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but there's a salary cap. No. No, no. no salary cap. No. <laughs> so the rules are seven forwards, three defensemen, and one goalie, or eight skaters and one goalie. Oh, no. Oh, so I guess you protect Miami because he's making less. Well, if he if Lennon has a no movement clause, you don't have a no choice. No movement or no trade. It's no trade. So I, no movement's then covered then too, because if no no trade is lower than no movement. Yes. Yes. So if it's a no trade clause, is that covered as well? Well, I would I would think I would think so, but so, if no, maybe maybe not. So then you no, know, but if that's covered, then he's already protected. Then you have to protect Niami because you have to protect the goalie. So both are covered, and you can't get rid of them. Yeah, no, see, this is why the NHL the NHL is not going to be able to protect... I don't think in this draft they're going to be able to pr- protect no trade clauses. Maybe no movement clauses, but no no trades, I don't think they're going to be able to do it because you've got teams like Dallas with two goalies that have 
there's you know there's potential there. Is Vegas going to be awesome, <laughs> or is it going to be a hilarious mix of castoffs? I think it's going to be a hilarious mix of castoffs, and they could be actually quite good because I think they're going to know that they're hilarious, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be like uh, it's going to be a bonding experience for them. Which player? Uh, which player are the Canucks regrettably going to leave unprotected? <laughs> I would have said. That's all I, mean, I want to know. I, 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 well, we know that. I didn't know we had to protect. <laughs> well, you know they're going to protect Michael Granlin because I mean that's the guy. That's the guy you want to trade a top prospect for. Jim Benning, the, the guy you nuclear technician. The draft is so much fun because it's NHL in real life. You know, we're yeah. all playing challenge fantasy in draft. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's so cool because uh, like I w- I was always a hockey fan, but like I wasn't really old enough to pay attention to or understand past fantasy drafts uh fantasy drafts sorry expansion drafts this one's gonna be fun yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah well fun. and last last time there was no salary cap and i remember like i remember reading an article about because i was obsessed with hockey atlanta, atlanta thrashers captain kelly buckberger oh, <laughs> oh i remember stacy roost i remember uh, it was steve eiserman begged begged detroit to keep this this young guy named stacy roost uh, who was their center of the future? I'm not even. And he know. went to Minnesota and disappeared. <laughs> Just disappeared. Oh. I don't know. That was one of the things that I can remember from oh, the last one. The annals of hockey history are full of those. I paid ten bucks for a Gilbert Brule rookie card. <laughs> that was a poor investment, but I remember he was a huge get in a year that had Crosby and Ovechkin and Getzlaff and Perry and uh, Columbus. Oh, Mr. McLean. Uh, oh, Doug. Was, oh, that, was that a Doug pick? I think that was a Doug pick. I think he's talked about that several times before, too. Um, okay, so we've got we, we, we've got the seventh game tonight of, between the Sharks and Preds. And we have limited time here on the radio, but I wanted to get to this because I feel like this is the game where Nashville either says, we've arrived and you need to take us seriously, or um, the Sharks go... We are going to do this. <laughs> We've arrived. And you need to take us seriously. Yeah. 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 We arrived five years ago, <laughs> but you're not taking this from us. You are not taking this from us and our beards and everything. <laughs> and our beards. I feel like no matter what out of this, we have got to take the Predators more serious. Oh, 100%. But nobody will, though, unless they win tonight. But I predicted I, they would lose to the Ducks. Yep. And then I said the Sharks would walk through them. And here we are. Seventh game. Seventh game. They might make it to the final four. They might. I mean, you, you give yourself a twenty five percent chance of winning the cup. The what Preds, if Nashville wins the cup? The Preds beat Anaheim so badly it got their coach fired. <laughs> like that's how good the Predators are. That way. This is this is like they could be a su- real surprise in the West. Real su- in a le- in a time when all the major ones essentially besides San Jose, like I mean, they're, they're kind of out. Some major major Who has names. The better out. chance against St. Louis. I think Nashville. Nashville. I think Nashville's playing a team game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they've been able to take San Jose to the seventh game. Because San Jose, to me, is a far more talented team. Boy, I don't know. Yeah, I think San Jose's a talented team, which is why I think that's a fantastic matchup. St. Louis versus San Jose. It is. And Peter DeBoer versus uh, Ken Hitchcock is cool. That's a cool matchup. Because <laughs> you got you got a guy, Peter DeBoer, who was fired unfairly in New Jersey. Uh, and had great teams in New Jersey and in, in Florida, or made great teams out of nothing, and now he's finally taken the Sharks to where they should have been all along. Man, that's interesting. God! But, but then you ah, got... There are no bad teams at this point. No. You know what I mean? 
but it's but, kind of funny when we've been talking about the Canadian team so much all season. Man, I don't know. I I think I'd prefer to see a Sharks Blues. Would you Western final? But if it's a uh, Preds Blues, it'd be an All Central final. All Central Western Conference final. I don't know. I I like it. I really I, I want San Jose to win. But I love the idea of Nashville winning. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, their fans would go absolutely bonkers. Yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Nashville being a young team that's kind of fun and, and scrappy and whatever and, and really defensively sound, as Nashville usually tends to be. Um, going Son, up, Seth Jones. Yeah, surprising everyone. It's cool. It makes a great storyline. But San Jose, this could be, we keep saying it every year, this could be it. I don't think it is. I think they'll be great next year, too. But... When are they going to get the chance to be this good again? God, San Jose beat the Kings. The Blues beat the Blackhawks. Those are two dragons slayed. Like, no one looks at the Ducks that way. Even though I had them going to the final. Like, they, no one looks at them with that fear. Like, no one goes, oh, crap, we got the Ducks. Oh, crap, we got the Blackhawks. Oh, crap, we got the Kings. Like, that's almost, yeah. that's almost their Stanley Cup when you look at their uh, recent playoff success. Gotta be funny if Nashville took it from both of them. Well, and I think too, Nashville. Okay, remember that Dallas just took St. Louis to the seventh game. Yeah, St. Louis has played fourteen games. Mm-hmm. That's no good. And then, and then you got the Predators who have played a lot of games too. I mean, they're they're coming out of a seven uh, seven game series. Actually, yeah, they, they, this would be fourteen for them too. And they and St. Louis technically would have more rest than them because they they finished last night. Um, but remember that, like, who are you taking in a matchup? Are you taking like? I think Nashville could, if Dallas can give St. Louis that much of a run for their money, Nashville absolutely can. Absolutely. You know what the Sharks have more of? Old man fear. Like old man strength and fear. Yeah, there is some. The view of the end of the tunnel. You're just going to get Joe Thornton going, I'm the juggernaut! And just, I must get there. I'm Joe Thornton. I don't know how much time I got left. And he's just going to beard his way through it. He's hanging just out in a cave first. before the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eating animals he just hunted down. Joe, like, we're next to a restaurant. Yeah. Like, you could have just... Literally, there's chilies down the street. Like, what's no, the deal? I had to taste the blood. It's <laughs> my Joe Thornton impression. I had to taste the blood. They, they got more old man fear. Mm-hmm. They got more... This, is, this might be my last shot. Fear. Okay. All right. Well, with that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up on Sportsnet five ninety. The fan. When we get to the uh, download portion, uh, we have to talk about Randy Carlisle. What? And the fact that Randy Carlisle may get the job that Mike Eo doesn't. What year oh is this? my god! Yeah. What year is this? And also, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and also, I had to check my uh, calendar watch. A Leafs prospect tearing it up in the OHL. We got it. We got to shout out our boy Mitch Marner. Oh, Absolutely yes. destroyed things. Yes. And one last thing as a tease. I'm not crazy when it comes to Stamkos, and I'm bringing in some cavalry to back me up. That's the first sign of weakness. <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is brought to you by brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the outside that counts. It's what's on the inside that counts. Yeah. Panago Pizza. Thank you for sponsoring us. Fight your own battles. <laughs> oh, you two fight against me. No, get ready. So last episode we had we had a, a heated. 
spirited debate about Steven Stamkos coming to the Toronto Maple Leafs. I put my line in the sand. This is the hill I am dying on. The Leafs need Steven Stamkos. I think he's a great influence off the ice. I think he's a great player on the ice. You're talking about a top five player in the NHL. How do you lose? Well, Jesse and Steve believe the other side of the coin. You don't need him. It's not that he's not great. You just don't need him. You're going to have great players as it is, right? All I know is you just kept saying, I think, I think, I think. But uh, as as a former boss once told me, I don't give a damn what you think. I only care about what you know. You said, wow, thanks very, for that old man analogy that means absolutely nothing. It means, it means a lot. <laughs> that means you don't have confidence in your stance. And the fact that you have someone on the phone right now to back you up means you're not confident. All right. Now, person on the phone, before you reveal yourself, I want you to I want you to repeat your statement to me yesterday on Twitter. What did you say about Steve and Jesse's argument? Go. I don't know exactly what I said, but I said it was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Fisher. Oh! <laughs> hey, so eloquent. They, he called you insane, by the way. I'm insane? Yeah, absolutely. How dare you, Justin? How arrogant do you have to be to be like, oh no, the Leafs are good. The Leafs are good. They just finished 30th that's overall. Not, that's not what I said. Hold on, Jesse hates agreeing with me. He's doing that right now. Let, let me let, let him let him make his point. Let him make I'm his yelling point. at the board, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking down at the board. I'm yelling. Go ahead, Justin. No, I mean it's it's. I think that it's absolutely ridiculous to say that the Leafs don't need good players, and I think that having uh, too many good players is like a really good problem to have. I just don't believe in any of the issues that are being raised around signing Stamkos. If he wants, like, if he, I don't even know what the upper limit is on, like, contracts, but it's like, if, you, if he wants, like, oh, I want $20 million a year, yeah, obviously you got to walk away from that. But, I mean, realistically speaking, like, when has a player of that caliber ever really hurt his team? Have, have the Chicago Blackhawks ever said, oh, man, we really should not have signed Jonathan Taves to that contract? They seem to do pretty well every every year. I mean, well, they lost in the first round. <laughs> Fair, but still, I mean, it's you know, it's uh, I I just don't believe in any of the issues that you guys are raising, and uh, I stand with Adam. You don't, but you stand out. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Listen, okay. The point is, is that you don't lose by having a guy who is the top five player, a top five player in the league. You just don't, you don't lose. lose by having Sidney Crosby. No. Can we win a championship without Sidney Crosby? Yes. We're not making the argument that Stamkos wouldn't be beneficial to the Leafs. We're saying we don't need to get him. It's not desperate well, for the organization. There are better ways to spend that money. And, in that, sense, that and money. in that sense, I get the, I get what Justin's saying about arrogant. How arrogant do we have to be that the 30th place team... It is arrogant. 30, 30th place team doesn't need a freaking star player? You Everybody kidding me? Of course they need a star 30, player, but there's no reason to get one. 30 can teams in the league something? need I- Steven Stamkos. Can I He's point the out best something? player. All right, Justin's got a point. What is, what's up, man? You're basing this whole thing about not needing Steven Santos <laughs> around the idea that Austin Matthews or Patrick Laine and Mitch Marner and Alex Nylander are going to be the core of your team going forward. Um, like, William Nylander. Wait. I already take you less seriously. How dare you? <laughs> you mix up your Nylanders. How dare you? And you didn't keep going. You said Alex, but that's okay. We knew what you meant. You're an idiot. Sorry. sorry. You're an idiot. <laughs> Steve, Steve is Twitter right now. You're stupid. Yeah. Way to go, noob. Peak sorry, Twitter over here. Way to go, N0B. 
you realize that like William's the only one that has NHL experience, and like you can't really just be like, oh no, we'll be fine without Stamkos because we have all these players that we've never seen play at the NHL level before, except for a handful of games with William. And you look to get, don't get me wrong, but like you can't really, you know, trust that everything is going to work out well. The Leafs have one of the best prospect tools in the league, and that doesn't <laughs> mean anything. <laughs> hey, but you're know. trusting that Stamkos is going to work out well. You're well, going to, you're trusting At least he has a history. He does have a history. He's got a resume. Injuries. And also $10 million is a shitload to spend he's on a, one He's player. also got a history of a guy who gets injuries and still gets almost 40 goals. That's true. That in is this very NHL. True. No, that is your very argument true. Is seven that years from now. We need him. Who won the Stanley Cup last year? I believe it was the Chicago Blackhawks. Did they have Steven Stamkos? No, that's not. No, Jesse, don't no, twist Dan, the argument. That's not. We're, we're talking about we need a player of that caliber. We're talking about uh, a Jonathan Taze type player uh, that every single great team seems to have and build it around. Right. And when even if Austin Matthews turns out to be that player, it's going to take five years for Austin Matthews to get there. Justin. Yeah. What if Steven Stamkos averages? 30 goals, 60 points for the duration of his $70 million contract. So when's the last time that a player of Steven Samko's caliber actually fell off the map like that? Vincent that's not Lee really Lee. falling off the map. Like That's the still only, a very good player only, in this league. What if he gets 30 goals, find, 65 the only, points? The only guy that I could find who was a first overall pick who in recent years after hitting 30 years old and sort of fell off a little bit is Eric Stahl. And Stamkos is better than him. Oh yeah, he is, he is. So, I mean, there's, but there's a long history of, like, I mean, you look at all the, the uh, first overall picks and that elite level of talent, and everybody thinks that they're going to fall off at 30, but that doesn't really apply. Those rules don't apply to the elite talent. Those guys continue to put up pretty significant points and play a pretty major role. What about Vincent LeCavalier? Well, the other Tampa Bay. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. The rumor with him was he never worked out, and we know Stamkos <laughs> might work out too much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then and the other thing is, you know, like even if, if you're saying, okay, we don't need Steven Stamkos to to win a Stanley Cup. The Tampa Bay Lightning had him in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, right? And they they are they're doing quite well without him. I gar- <laughs> I I grant it. I grant you that. I think that if you have a guy like that, my point is, the Leafs need him for reasons other than just what you get on the ice. It's setting an example. And I don't know if there's a can we name a better player between the four of us who is who is more devoted to this game off the ice? No. And and to your credit and to Justin's credit, and uh someone someone tweeted this at me. It wasn't even about Stamkos, it was about Kyle Ocpozo. Uh guys like that don't become unrestricted free agents. It's it's once in a blue moon. This is unique. This, this is, is different. Unique. You can't and and that's just Ocpozo. Yeah. Stamkos. It's, it never happens. But, Justin, can you blame me for being gun-shy for spending that much money on one player? No, I, I understand that, but I think that all those rules about, um, and all those, you know, that, that school of thought about, you know, not building through free agency, not picking up core pieces in free agency because they cost too much, doesn't apply when it's a first overall pick who's becoming a free agent at 25-26. And- like, that, it's... it's it's unprecedented. Now right? it, it, we're we're in completely uncharted waters here with how you approach this because I can't think of the last. I mean, Kovalchuk, maybe you know, is he the last? That guy went awesome. Thirteen-year deal. But, <laughs> yeah. no, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I know, can't, I know. You can't say the thing about Kovalchuk because I don't think that Stamkos is going to bolt to Russia. Like, I mean, I just don't <laughs> yeah. think that's 
going to happen. But I mean, that's the last time I remember it happening. And it was also different circumstances then. So I Sam mean, sorry, nothing. It was a terrible <laughs> joke. Shut up. Um, and, and to Justin's point too, the reason you're gun shy and I get it. I'm a Leaf fan too. I get it. The reason you're gun shy is because when you, when you think free agency, all of us think Dave Boland and Dave Clarkson and Dave Clarkson. And, and Dave Bullard wasn't even a free agency pickup. He was a trade. But you but think of that. he was almost a free agency pickup. Yes. Holy and you think shit. of that era and you're applying, you're applying your fear from that situation to this situation. And these are different. Nobody thought that David Clarkson stepping onto the ice for the Toronto Maple Leafs, no one with a brain, thought he would be the best player on the team. No Just, one ever thought that. Justin. Yeah. Every player in the NHL uh, has their contract terminated. Every single player has their contract terminated. And you can sign whoever you want. Who would you give ten million bucks to? Oh my god! Um, How many players do you think? <sighs> now it, here it, we it, are. It's it's it's. I would probably say not that much, not that far over five players. And Stamkos is one of them. Pretty yeah, he'd be, he'd be borderline, and I and I understand too that when he's becoming free agency, you got to pay a little bit of a premium on that. Like, right. I mean, that's, you're you talking do. about market conditions you here do. too, right? Yeah, no, that's true. So yeah. the idea, the one, the one thing here that makes me waver a bit is when does this ever happen? But yeah. wouldn't it be better if you drafted that guy? But wouldn't it be great if you drafted a bunch of guys and had a free agent? What's wrong with that? Then you've, but, then you've done a combo oh, deal. Can't true. you not spend $10 million over the next seven years more wisely? Aren't there better I, uses I, I for that $70 I, honestly, million? Honestly, I don't know how you could. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's, you can't, it, I can guarantee you that if you went out and found two $5 million players in free agency, they probably wouldn't have the same impact as one ten million dollar stamp And we always talk about five million dollar contracts killing teams. But it's not necessarily teams. free agency. It's your own guys you have to resign. Exactly. What William that? Nylander down the line, Mitch Marner down the line, Austin Matthews down the line, and I know you said there's no guarantee those guys will work out. You can be pretty damn sure those guys are at least going to be productive, man. Nylander? Okay, no, and, come on. And, and I agree Marner? with that. Now, come here, here's two things. One, and we, we haven't discussed this, and I know a lot of people are probably going to be like, oh my gosh, how, you, how could you say that? But, you know, you could always trade one of them. Oh, to make for what? For Samco's? <laughs> for what? No, 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 no. no. I'm just, okay, so, I mean, let's say, let's say that down the road uh, you have a bunch of contracts to sign upcoming, which, which, realistically speaking, how many years does a team have before they really have to pay out to somebody? Like, really, really, really have to pay out to somebody. Because you've got restricted free agency. Five or six, maybe Five or seven. Six. Okay, you realize that Samco's contract is going to be max seven. <coughs> you can't you can't juggle those Why contracts around. Assuming that they all become six, That's seven, eight million dollar players, you can't juggle those contracts around for one or two years. I think that you, you can't can. fill out the rest of the roster with like entry level deals and all the other young players that the Leafs have that and, they can sign to a million bucks a piece. And remember this too. Okay, we're applying today's cap rules to seven years from now. And I'm not saying the cap will go up by that much. We don't know, right? Because the Canadian economy sank this year, and then it, it really it, it squeezed some it teams. It could go down. It could go down. It could go up. We're back up to 80 cents on the American dollar. Um, Donald Trump is going to screw the Leafs out of it. That's well, there it is. He's going to build that wall. Um, I think, too, you got to look at what is the cap going to be projection-wise. Let's say it goes up 2% a year. 
for the next seven years. All of a sudden, that that impact on your cap is 10% less than it would have been. And so you've got... You've got guys that you can juggle around. Steven Stamkos will be 33 if that deal's done. If it's a, if it's a seven year deal, he'll be 32, 33 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's coming towards the end of his produ- productivity by from what, from what we understand of the history of NHL players hitting their peak. That isn't bad. And I, I agree with Justin. You can't juggle those contracts around. I just think in, in a, in a, at a time where, there's so much optimism in Leaf Nation. Why ruin it by bringing in Steven Stamkos? I gotta throw <laughs> pessimism in there. I gotta throw not pessimism, skepticism. I, and I, I'm that's being fair. skeptical. Like I, I'm skeptical they can do anything to make themselves better next year with the same goaltending. I'm, I'm skeptical of all sorts of things. You can't. You can forgive me. I think for being skeptical over an, a free agent. Totally I don't agree. Care who it is, and you can forgive Justin and I for being homers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Definitely Justin can. quits the LeafsNation dot com, and all of a sudden he's got a friggin' toot on him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yeah. 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 Now, yeah. Justin, what, what do you make? I turned heel. I'm. I'm huh? like you know. I'm running into running into the ring with a chair and everything, and just wiping everybody out. See, like he's, he's got a toothpick in his mouth. He's calling me Chico. He's oh, got the John no. Cena music. Um, I want to know too, Justin, what you think of Steve's. Um, I'm not sure if you see, you've seen his recent video, but his theory oh, on definitely not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. he's got you got a theory, Steve, on a potential. There's no rumors of this happening, oh, but yeah. a Bernier for Mark Andre Fleury flip. Yeah, I think there's there's a deal there's the beginning of a deal the beginnings of a deal with the Leafs giving the Penguins Bernier and the Penguins giving the Leafs Flurry with basically the crux of the deal being the Penguins need the space badly yeah um I don't I mean a lot of people really like to get down on Mark Andre Flurry and I don't know if that's necessarily fair I think he's an above average goaltender for the most part, and I think that the Leafs desperately need a goaltender. I mean, if you, it, and I mean, let's. A lot of people. Can I just loop this back into Stamkos for one second? Sure, go ahead. Um, so, go ahead. Be a lot wrong. of people say, "Oh, well, you know, why do you need Stamkos? Because this team isn't going to be good for you know three years or whatever, right?" And then you're wasting up you know prime years of that contract. But I mean, if you add Stamkos and you add a goaltender, this team is not. This team is competing. As early as next year, and especially in the East, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it's or the Atlantic. So, I mean, the Leafs need a goaltender, mm-hmm. and I think that they could handle. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it would you have to play around with the money because maybe if they go get Stamkos, maybe it, maybe all of a sudden the Leafs don't have that cap space to help out another team as they have have in the past, right? But I mean, Mark Andre Fleury isn't isn't a. Isn't a isn't a bad goalie. I think that there might be cheaper options out there. Like, I mean, I might, I might be more inclined to, uh, you know, sell Bernier for peanuts to somebody and just say like, you know, sixth round pick, whatever, and then flip one of the least many second or, you know, round picks or a package of picks or prospects or whatever, and pick up like a Frederick Anderson or something. But there we go again. There we go. Now we got a restricted free agent goalie. <laughs> who we're gonna have to extend before he even plays a game with the Le- uh, game with the Leafs? Who we got from a Californian team that has worked okay, out so well out, in the past? So, can I point out something here though that it's a little bit different than Bernier or Tosca? It is. is that none of those goaltenders had starting experience when we when we went down that road. It is right. Anderson has starting mm-hmm. experience. Yes, he does. So there's a little bit more of a track record to look at there, and. Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, realistically speaking, I would not be surprised if Burnley came back and put up league average numbers. I wouldn't. No, me neither. Me I mean, neither. It's, it's not. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it, the Leafs really could use a goaltender, but if some re- if for some reason they can't address the position, I mean, it's not. It's not un you know completely unreasonable to think that you know they could be okay in that. It's, it's okay. It's funny. The the thing with goalies is, you know, I was I was kind of down on giving away assets in exchange for a goalie. But what are assets for? What do you have an asset for? Well, honestly, the Leafs have mm-hmm. too many picks. They do. Yeah, they kind of do. Yeah. <laughs> they just they just have like it's just too much. And I mean, like you know, it's. I wouldn't. You don't want to get sloppy with it. it but yeah. but if you if you go at it from a perspective like a, if you construct it properly and you and you are very judicious about how you use those assets um especially picks that quite honestly you you don't know with any pick how they're going to turn out uh or what you're going to get or what's going to be available or how that draft year is going to be so it is kind of like it's a lottery ticket um it's one of those things that i think they could potentially look at doing because there's a 50 contract limit right I mean, there's, there's that, how many people can they have? They, like, they almost have to... People were talking about, oh, the Marlies, they're going to be drained next season. No. no. The, they're so deep on players of roughly the same skill set at roughly the same age. I think they need to make room on the Marlies next year yeah. or the year after. So, maybe you do trade some picks. I've, again, I'm just so gun-shy because the, it's the fucking Leafs, man. But this Every is, time they trade a draft pick, it's a carnival. I get it. It's Roman Yossi. It's but Brandon Saad. It's a different. It's, you got to apply this management's mindset to this, right? Because you're can't. you're taking you're scarred from the Dave you're Nelson era. You're asking me to put my faith in someone, and I can't because I've been hurt by another. <laughs> so, can, I, can I can I talk about my former second favorite team for a second? Sure. Shanahan okay. and I should should reshoot the the Drake and Rihanna video. No, you've been hurt. Bye. <laughs> Take care. Someone else. So, Thank you, Adam. The, I can tell by the way. Okay, fine. The Los Angeles Kings. Yes. Don't really like what they've become right now. Okay, not a big fan of that. But I used to be a big fan of the LA Kings. Well, they're my the second they, team. Yeah, it's kind of like one A one B. Shut up, Justin. <laughs> because because they used to uh, because I liked the way that they built up that organization. But what they did because they they had a huge amount of prospects and picks and young players coming up, and then one year they said. You know what? Now's the time. They cashed in their they cashed in their assets. They got you know like veteran talent and not even veteran talent. Like I, like when you think veteran, everybody thinks like thirty four year olds. But it's like you know guys who have some experience in the league. Still Steven Samkos twenties. And sure. <laughs> <laughs> and they said and they went for it and they combined. You know they used their assets to build around the core that they already had, and they went off and they won. Uh, cups and, uh, you know, we're really, really good for a long time. So, I mean, I'm not saying that the Leafs are necessarily at the point right now where they're like, oh, we're ready to go for it. Cash them in, cash them in. But, I mean, there's a lot of building blocks in the Leafs right now, right? Mm-hmm. They could still use maybe another, like, stud young defenseman. Um, but, you know, maybe you address that in the draft. Uh, maybe you address that with trading away picks. Uh, maybe you address that in free agency. I don't know. I don't really think there's a really a lot out there in terms of free. Maybe you use those picks for once on an actual restricted free agent contract. I don't know. Maybe you do that on on a uh, on a offer sheet. On an offer sheet. See, I like the idea of offer sheets. I just or you could trade for Frederick Anderson, the, right? Yeah, yeah he's absolutely. an RFA, and then we've done it before. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and they have to trade him. Anaheim's going to deal with him. Like, I mean, that's. 
going to happen. I mean, the Blues are flush with goaltenders, both experienced and young. Someone did Ooh. tweet us about Jake Allen and just said, what about I mean, they got Jake Elliot, Allen? Jake Allen, and who? Oh, Jordan oh, well, Bennington. They're whole, like, I mean, they're Jordan Bennington, and there's a whole bunch of guys behind them, too. Remember I mean, Merrick Schwartz? Not experienced, but, like, you know, I mean, it's like there's – if the Leafs really wanted to solidify their goaltending depth, like, they could do that in a few different Well, ways. we have those guys. we got B-Bow and Sparks, guys without experience, but a whole bunch of potential. Casimir Kaskisquel, I don't think, signed – uh, with the lease as a UFA to play in the ECHL next year. So you something's going to be eight. I would think so. Which is why, which is what makes me think the Leafs might stand pat. They also got to re-sign or trade Garrett Sparks. Mm-hmm. Which I think there's going to be a lot of movement at the draft for the Leafs. I think a lot of, I think there are potential. There's potential that restricted free agents could go. Justin and I were talking about this on the phone the other day. Levo, Holland, Percy. What about Victor Lou? Sparks. Is he a free agent? Love Victor Love. Sorry, Victor Love. The Love Doctor. Louvre is more fun to say. Yeah. But is it? Um, There's going to be a lot of movement. You know what? I just... There are so many situations. There are are different scenarios where I'd be like, Steven Stamkos, fuck yeah! (laughs) But I'm just... Right now, just... You've been burned. I get it. But... And here's the thing. So much is going to happen to the Leafs before July 1st. And that will probably change my argument. And by the way, it's going to change yeah. mine too. By, by the way, I, I I do want to shout out Jesse on this one because I was just thinking a minute ago. Jesse Jesse Uh-oh. made a point where he said the argument is: Do the Leafs need Steven Stamkos? And he's and, and he was saying, well, no, they don't. And you know what? He's right. Jesse's absolutely right. Do they do they need Steven Stamkos? That's new. You don't. No, you don't need Steven Stamkos. But I believe I believe that as close to need as you can get. Yes, okay. that I is. I think Jesse fair. said, "Fuck Stephen Stamkos." <laughs> <laughs> I hate him personally. I am not worried about not getting Stamkos because in a year's time we're going to have Tavares. Everything's going to be right. Oh, there he is. Right. Team Tavares. You know what? Waiting for Tavares might even be a great. If I mean that's that's a real. You're really playing hedging your bets there. But no, waiting no. for Tavares might be a really good, a smart thing to do. Now. Let's move on past that because it's all hypothetical. Let's talk about something that actually happened last night, which was Mitch Marner and the London Knights winning the OHL Championship, whatever that's called. What is that? Uh, is it called the OHL Championship? The Robertson Cup. Okay, which no one knows. Is that that's what it's called? It's I forget <laughs> the initials. Justin, do you remember? It's like J R Robertson Cup, something like that. Nah. J <laughs> Ross Robertson. Uh, I, I don't even honestly like the, the OHL championship doesn't mean a whole lot to me. It's all just a way of getting to the Memorial Cup. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, so I don't even remember what those trophies are called. So the I but J Ross the Wayne Gretzky Trophy, which exists by the way, and it's a big ninety nine, was won by one ninety three Mitch Marner and. And Mitch Marner, I, I, I want to go through Marn's stats for you while we have you on the phone, Justin. J. Ross Robertson Cup. There you go. 16 goals, 28 assists for 44 points in 18 games. He's the playoff MVP. That's that, okay. That's okay. By OHL standards, Stephen Justin, is that pretty damn good? Oh, yeah, it's pretty damn good. It's pretty I mean, damn- I would like to know where that ranks in all-time playoff performances. You've got to imagine it's pretty high up there. Supposedly, so he fell shy of the playoff record for points because he just didn't play enough games. Uh, Papineau was the last name uh, of the guy who has that record. And I, I believe I read, and someone will correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure, it's the internet, the record for points per game in the playoffs was set last year by Connor McDavid. 2.45 points per game. Mitch Marner, Two point four four. Whoa! <laughs> now, of course, Marner's one Mitch, year older. 
Mitch Mick Marner. And Am I right? Run into the Oshawa Generals. <laughs> Am I right? Am I? <laughs> Fuck. Hey, that's true. Mitch Marner has something that Connor McDavid does not. The J.R. Robinson. <laughs> J. Ross Robinson. <laughs> and I'm sure Connor McDavid's really broken up about that. <laughs> Making his millions in the NHL. What an a-hole. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Well, he's a huge question mark that might not pan out, according to Justin. So. Right. So, <laughs> well, Mitch Marner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing about Mitch Marner is that he's bad, right? He is the he's the third best prospect in the Leafs organization behind. 2016 first overall pick and Will Nylander. So, so, so even if so, so Mitch Marner going into camp next year is the is third on the Leafs totem pole. He's the least likely to make the team next year. Of the three? Of no, the yeah, three. he's right. We, no, just because Nylander is an NHLer and so was Austin Matthews. So, so Marner would have to go back to London. Marner would have to go back to London. Ah, yeah. oh, God, they they got no, they got to find a way. Yeah. Like looking at how he just. Oh, what's the point? They, they, they have to find a way. They will. I'm just saying that out of the three, he's the least likely. If they're, if the first two are 100% going to make it, then Marner's like 95% going to make it. Question but, for everyone yeah. in the room. Yeah. Okay, especially Justin. Oh, no, Justin has to shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Justin's in the room too. <laughs> Justin's a speaker in the room. Um, so, okay, let's look at both options here for Mitch Marner. Uh, first one is he goes back to the OHL, and people say his game might, might even regress because he's beyond it. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. And there's also like the depression that oh man, I didn't make the team. Like that. W- also, I don't think I don't think next year he'll have uh, Christian Dvorak to feed him uh, feed him pucks. So. Tasty passes. Yeah, or yeah. or uh, to Chuck, yeah. right? No, I'll probably have Kachuk still. Uh, 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 maybe not. Maybe, okay. maybe not. Then you've got um, then you've got do do they t- do the Leafs take a Frank Corrado approach to this? Where he, they keep him up. If he's, I mean, I can't see a world where Mitch Marner isn't skilled enough to make the team. But if they think he's not mature enough or he's not big enough, can you have him at every practice, all the team functions, and having to fight his way into the lineup uh, against guys like Brooke like Brooks like and Colin Greening and Milan Mahalik? Just several months of, of, of you're going to have to earn Drago this. montage. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you just like get get him big enough, right? I mean, because they gave Frank Corrado time to to heal up from that shoulder injury, even though we didn't know that was what was going on. Yeah. Different tiers, I think I, Marner's fine. I think that you I think that you have to I think that there's no reason to send Marner back to London. There's no reason. Because I don't know how much more he can learn there. Um I think that what needs to be done is he comes in and you know, while Nylander and Matthews uh I keep on saying Matthews. Nylander or Matthews or Lionel, whatever. It's Matthews. Uh <laughs> yeah, it's Matthews. Uh so they they're gonna step in and immediately become like contributors in the top six and Marner has the skill to do it, but it might be a case of, is there enough room for him to do it? And also, you know, can he hang, you know, being an undersized guy and still not even being 20 years old yet and all that stuff. Right. So the, I think what's, you know, you might see him in like a third line role or like, you know, not, not a sh- I'm not calling it a shutdown role or an en- energy role, but I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they have some sort of kid line with like Sashnikov and Hyman uh, oh, and so and whatever. I mean, yeah, you know, and, they, and they and they and they and they play those guys sort of against lesser competition. They don't get as much minutes. They get a taste, and then the important thing for Marner. I mean, the most important thing that he can do next year is is work out and be around the team and learn how to be a pro 
And not to say that he doesn't know how to do that now, but it's just it's just part of the growing up process and and learning the NHL game. Um, if that means that he only plays sixty games next year or fifty five games, it's still next sixty year, games. So yeah. be it. So be it. I mean, that's just part of it. I mean, it, it's it's more it's than McDavid like, played this past season. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. always up to them. You know, or maybe they send him to Europe. I don't know. Well, and the, the other thing, yeah, yeah, there's a touchy subject. Dude, it's Lou. Um, it's Lou. It's, it's Lou. Lou would find a way. Now, the the <laughs> most dangerous. I'm not saying the most productive or the best, but the most dangerous I've ever seen Nazem Kadri is in the shortened lockout shortened year where he was playing third line and was lighting it up because he was going head to head with third line yeah. guys. And it's I love Matt Fratt. Yeah, but I loved him in that role because he he was far and above, far and away the best player on the ice when it was third line versus third line. And I wonder, to your point, Justin, if you put, you know, a Mitch Marner who probably isn't big enough to be an NHL centerman yet, even, and he may never be. Um, He'll be oh, I think he's a winger for sure. Also, yeah, he's a winger, right? Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah. You, you put him, you put him on a wing with, what if you put him on a guy, like with a guy like Tyler Bozak, who is a responsible player? Remember, the Leafs have Tyler Bozak. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's that guy. Oh, no, no, no. What? Because when you, because, because when they sign Sam Coast and they do the right thing, uh, you gotta get rid of. Uh, you gotta get rid of uh, Tyler Bozak. So right, there's just no room for him. So. By the way, there's another guy who could go. No, uh, <laughs> this is what drives me nuts as a as a Leaf fan. Life, real life, is not a video game. Okay, it's just not. But it feels like a video game there with the Leafs right now. Like six or seven trades that don't even that aren't even that big that make tons of sense for the Leafs to make at the draft. That might even be one of them. Getting rid of Bozak, uh, I, but you can't. You can't. Every time you think there's seven trades to be made, like in a day, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and it's what, Justin, how many trades do you think the Leafs are going to make at the draft, not including we'll swap this pick for this pick? Um, at the draft, like on draft day? Because I could see them making like three heading up to the draft. What are those? Um, well, it depends. I think by that time, they're going to have a pretty good idea of whether they, uh, they have a shot at Stamkos. How would they have that though? You can't talk to him, can you? No. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you can trade I mean, for rights. You, but. you really, you really, you really think that there's not, you know? Yeah, I mean, Richard you know, Petty came on this show. Discussions, like I mean, like it's, it's, I, they would have, they would have a feeling by that. Richard Petty came on the show and admitted to tampering. Like well, he was, he yeah. he admitted it. He said, like there's some. There, also, <laughs> he uh, said it was a jokingly. It was jovial, but he's like, but technically speaking, that's tampering because he was joking about Brian Burke being a Leafs champ. I don't want to blow up anyone's spot, but. Everyone, go ahead and uh, you know we we gave we gave Stephen Stamkos shit for this. Go ahead and check Kyle Dubas's and Brandon Shanahan's recent likes on Twitter. Just go ahead, go check it out. Well, don't they unlike it after they like it? No, no, no. Oh, they own it. It's pretty interesting. Uh, ah. Jesse, you want to you bring that up? But but anyway, yeah. To continue the point, like, do you, do you think Bozak's gone, man? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. think that if you've not gone, I mean. Maybe you live with maybe you live without live with Bozak for one more year. If you're if you're not getting Stamkos, maybe you live with him for one more year. Mm-hmm. But your top six centers are going to be Kadri and Matthews. Yeah. Well, so, realistically speaking. So if okay, say so, let's say Stamkos goes to the Leafs. Um, who is your who are your top six centers then? Like who are, who are the two your two lines? Because Austin Matthews is a centerman, is he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think you're going to go JVR Stamkos. I'm not sure he'd put on the right there. I have. I'd rather put maybe Nylander. 
Because um, they want to make him because a... Because I think Neander is going to be a winger too. That's the thing. Is that I, it, you know for for an organization that has really suffered down the middle, they've got a lot of players right now that can play down the middle, and you're going to have to move some of them out to the wing. And I think Neander is most likely, Marner is the most likely, Matthews is going to stay stay the center, and I could see I could see JVR Stamkos forming a tandem on the top, and I could see Komarov and Matthews playing on the second line. And then you just got to figure out Neil Andrew Marner and who, whatever other right wingers. You are left Kadri off that list. Yeah, what about Kadri? Oh, sorry, Kadri. third line center Kadri. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> well, I mean, that's. I mean, you could start. You could start Matthews um, on the third line, on like a kid line. I would do yeah, that. That, that yeah, makes more you, sense. And you could do that, and you could ease him in. But I mean, the thing is, is that pretty soon Matthews is going to be better than Kadri. Like it's going to happen within the next few years. So, Maybe the next few months. Yeah. Gee, that Maybe. sounds like a bad problem to have. Aren't these problems all bad? I hate having all these problems, guys. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me let me Can't throw something out there. Are definitely not going to make the playoffs in the next few years. Wow. <laughs> I think Brandon Shanahan got hit uh, because he's got one like on Twitter. Uh, one, and it's of a kid wearing a leaf hat. Dubis, on the other hand, has uh, some things. In fact, he... Passive aggressively liked a tweet from a gentleman named Michael Guizdala or something like that. And it's what's Keith complaining about? Toronto knocked out O'Brien and Zaka with zero suspensions levied, plus 17 power plays in two games. Please. And that was in response to piece of garbage Dan Kelly laying that piece of garbage hit on. Did on, he get suspended? Johnson. Yeah. 10 games. Good. He got 10 yeah, games. Good. Deserved every game. Maybe even more. Uh, and what was another one? Uh, oh, he he liked a tweet that quoted Pierre Maguire on uh, the Coyotes analytics hire. It didn't work in Toronto. Oh, oh the whole an- yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he knows that's a shot at him. By the way, well, hey, you know, ever since they start, ever since they started that whole uh, analytics uh, thing, you know, the, the team finished that bad. So. It's you know, it's true, and you You're know right. what? That's they were worse. they were in a playoff oh, position man. when they fired Randy Carlisle, and it just went all downhill from there. Um, uh, yeah, really. Wow. <laughs> so this is again. I go back to this all How the time. Did that guy not have a job. Well, and Justin, since you're on the phone, we were going to talk about it. Mike Yeo apparently, according to Sportsnet. Is is a uh, is interviewing for Calgary and for Anaheim right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which I was like, wait, really, Mike? Yeo, really? So okay, so you're going to bring in Mike Yeo to replace Bob Hartley, who's essentially the same coach. Get in your face, get angry, kind of guy. It be amazing if Minnesota and Anaheim just swapped coaches. Right. The last time yeah. that happened was uh, Laviolette and uh, no, it was Vino and Tortorella. Oh, no. oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Vino Tortorella. What a what a great trade. What a great trade, Vancouver. Um, what happens? I I think. I mean, it it looks awful, awfully close to who's left. Okay, so Mike Eo goes to one of those two teams. Anaheim has to be shooting themselves right now, going like, "Are you serious? Like, we let go of Boudreaux and we're going to get this guy." Yeah. yeah. Um. Now, does that not open up a spot for Randy Carlisle? <laughs> does Randy Carlisle get the other job? I have reason to believe. I don't want to say too much because I might blow up the source, but I have reason to believe that Carlisle was very close to being the Ducks coach earlier this year when the Ducks were uh, in that brutal streak. So I got to think he's at the top of their list or very close. I don't I'm know if that's just, true. Just, Maybe it's bad I'm, information, but I heard it was very close. I'm just thinking about Brian Burke bringing Randy Carlisle to Calgary, <laughs> and I'm like, just got the biggest grin on my face. Like, oh. just the, like, so good. 
You know, like, I, I'm always willing to give Burke the benefit of the doubt, like, more so than other people. He, that does, would be he does not get enough shit for bringing Carlisle to this <laughs> no. team. No. Or Ron Wilson. Or Ron Wilson. <laughs> you know how to have a job. One of the greatest coaches on earth. Well, he can't be arsed. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, yeah, this World Junior, I can take it or leave it. Shut up. <laughs> Jeez. Well, Justin, we I appreciate you calling in and, and being my backup because I needed some backup with Stamkos because I felt like sitting in this room that I was crazy. And yeah, No, don't, don't ever feel that way. Okay, now. thank because you. Those two, I mean, Jesse's good looking, but he's crazy. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. You're there. Not good looking or at least we all know now that Mitch Marner won't work out he's gonna be a fail prospect. Good. <laughs> Justin Fisher at the Justin Fisher on Twitter. Um Justin, will you keep us uh like abreast of what's going on with you? Because I know you you're not with the Leafs Nation anymore. Uh we love what you did with the website last year. It's a shame that you're not still there, but I we hope that there is more hockey writing going into next season for you. Yeah, I I think I think there will be. I'm not sure where. Uh, but uh, just uh, starting a new career, putting some focus in on that, and uh, you know, it's. Uh, I know that the blogs here will have to suffer without me for a little bit, but I trust I'll be okay, <laughs> and uh, and I'll be. Uh, I'll probably be back writing somewhere in the, uh, closer to the fall. And uh, his Twitter is at the Justin Fisher. And uh, since he left his role as managing editor, he's been much more of an asshole. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow! Yeah, it's, it's oh, I say that as a compliment. He was pissing off Canucks fans the other day. Oh, yeah. Canucks he, fans have a lot to be mad about, though. He sent me a tweet the other day. He's like, "I walked up to a dog and I was like, speak, boy.' And he said, "The Canucks are trash." And I said, "Wow, smart duck." <laughs> <laughs> it's those it's those damn East Coast biased dogs. Yeah, you know, really. They're just hating on those west coasters yeah that's, uh, yeah no it's uh, it's it's fun to not be affiliated so that i can just be a total total dick to everybody <laughs> <laughs> well you're doing a good job well, thanks man fuck you and fuck <laughs> your opinions justin thanks so much for being on buddy cheers guys thank you so you know you said take care I said fuck off <laughs> so you know the, there's a lot of interesting things but again yeah, a lot of wrong the, the even without Steven Stamkos the Leafs slide in next year at with at center with you would think at first it would be Kadri Bozak Matthews mm-hmm. and then you gotta think that Matthews would be he get his legs in the first 20 games and he'll move up to at least second maybe first line center mm. well, and, and it's just awesome that's Bo- awesome Bozak it's awesome and he was great. La- Bozak was great last year. He was. I just have a hard time paying that much money for a fourth line center or a guy you're using on your fourth line. Sure. You know? At some point, you got to sp- use that money differently. Yeah. Somebody will come in and offer <sighs> you know something the- for Bozak. It's an affordable deal, and he's a good second line guy. The goaltending thing has me changing my opinion a little bit. Because if you all of a sudden get league average to above average goaltending next year, and you have Steven Stamkos. Ooh, is that an interesting little concept, isn't it? Sure is. Mm-hmm. It sure is. I'm just saying. Uh, and I, you know what? Marc Andre Fleury, beyond being what, what I like your theory, is that it would be just Bernier straight up for Marc Andre Fleury, so we're not giving up assets. Yeah, there's, that now, can't be it. Penguins, can't yeah, be no, it. and I know Penguins fans are losing their minds with this yeah, right no, now. Yeah, no, and guys, we don't think that. It's not, no, it's not going to be flat out, but I don't think it's going to be anything big. I really don't. And if it is, like, then the Leafs don't make first. the deal. Yeah, I'm just the Leafs don't make that deal if it's anything else. They also have to the Leafs have to address the um, New Jersey and uh, Detroit uh, uh, picks that they have to give to yes. them for Babcock and Lamorello. Yes. I think that that'll happen next year. 
but mm-hmm. it could this year. I, I just don't think. I think they're right now they're they're draft heavy. They want to draft, 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 and then figure that out. Also, if the Sharks, ooh, ooh, if the Sharks make the Stanley Cup final, I believe, or was it the Conference final or the Stanley Cup final? Jesse, can you look this up? The compensatory pick for James Reimer. If they make it to the conference final or the final, the fourth they got for Reimer from the Sharks turns into a third. Oh, well, there you go, Detroit. That could be something. <clears throat> Sorry. Toronto receives 2018 San Jose third instead of 2018 oh. San Jose fourth if San Jose advances to the I don't think, I don't so think that works within the timeline. No. The final. Uh, I think it works in the timeline for the Lamorello pick. I think the Babcock one has to be paid by 2017 and the Lamorello one by 2018. I They'll think. figure it out. They'll figure it out. Um, okay. Now, what about so the RFAs, some of the RFAs that I mentioned? What about something like Bernier Percy? I would do that. Of course you would. Penguins <laughs> well, fans no. are going, no! But I think Percy, Percy slots in at least a 5 6. There's a lot going on. As I as it was coming out of my mouth, like I, I it hurts a little because Percy would would probably make the Leafs. I would think. No, I don't think so. Uh, and and but I'm not. He's not even bad. But like as it was coming out of my mouth, like I I realized it more. Like it was just kind of hitting me. So much. Like I can't actually give a proper opinion on what I think the Leafs are going to do in free agency because there's so many bombs that are going to get dropped before that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Look at look at what's happened since the end of the season. Even they got a, they got a guy who's definitely going to be on their team next year. Mm-hmm. Zaitsev. Oh yeah, that guy. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah that the, little ch- there's chestnut. that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the the best overall defenseman in the KHL just signed with the Leafs. I mean, I didn't say. Uh, didn't say uh, that. That's what I've heard from, from my peeps. Uh, and what's going to be great next year is when he contends for the Calder, and I'm like, he should absolutely be eligible to win. <laughs> Artemi Panarin, be damned. Zaitsev <laughs> deserves a call. Is Panarin, Panarin not eligible this year? <laughs> no, no, he's eligible, but people are arguing he shouldn't be. Oh, that's stupid. Come and, on. I think we were arguing the same thing. Mm. No, I was arguing Dude, He's that 24 and has years yeah, of pro experience. I was arguing... No, 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 there's, there's a cutoff. I think it's 27, but I was arguing that... 25. It was 25. I was <clears throat> arguing that Connor McDavid should win it, not Panarin. Right, because Panarin shouldn't be eligible. Yeah. No, I didn't say that. That wasn't my argument. I think Connor McDavid was a better player on a terrible team. Might be mine. He still <laughs> might win it. Still might. Financial awards. Um, okay, yet. so... Congrats to Shane Gostisper. Just to, just to take a little break from hockey, shall we, shall we check in with what's going on in our favorite hood? <gasps> oh, Mrs. Dangle's going to be so happy. What's going on in Liberty Village, Jesse? Our favorite Libvigians are at it again. Oh, can't wait. Give me a second to pull this up here. Because we need to know about Ross. <laughs> I love that we need to know about Ross. <laughs> is, this, is this Jay Ross Robertson? Robertson? This is not that yeah. dude who has a cup named after who is Jay? We need to find out who Jay Ross Robertson was. We should probably know that as hockey I, I, people. I on Wikipedia. Um, He's related to Wheaton King and Steel Boomer. <laughs> Ross wrote, Does anyone know of a service that can wash my walls? I, I live in a townhouse, and I'm not quite ready to repaint just yet. <laughs> Thanks in advance. 
Well, Ross. here's the deal, Ross. Wash your walls? You ever washed a wall before? <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, you, you just wipe get, it. You get <laughs> soap and water or vinegar and water, and you wash your wall. You just get a towel. Yeah. And you wipe it. It's really not hard. <laughs> How and then are you, you dry living? it after. How are you living that you have a dirty ass wall? <laughs> well, there's How a lot. How tall is your dog? There's a lot of people. It's either it's either dust or some. If you're if you're a smoker, your walls can turn yellow. If you smoke inside oh, your house, maybe don't do that. Maybe don't do that. But yeah, other than that, I, yeah, it's called quit smoking. He's looking there, to pay the someone to come just, wash his walls Ross, in this place. It takes a day. Just do it. Like just, mm. just yeah, do your house it, man. clean. Maybe think of how hard he has to work <laughs> to live to, in Libvidge. He doesn't true. have time to be washing his walls. Yeah, I mean, he's got a. You're right. He's got living to do. This is a small note. Sarah just needs someone to be able to pick up a microwave tonight. She just asks, anyone need a microwave, but needs to pick it up tonight? (laughs) (laughs) Sarah, Sarah, did you not have weeks leading up to this moment of the microwave? Did you not? Could you not have thought several weeks ago, maybe I should put a post up? Like, what do you want in your life that you need to get rid of the microwave tonight? How do you have to get rid of a microwave? (laughs) Right. But it's got to be tonight, too. Like, you must you must be like, okay, I'm moving in with my boyfriend or my girlfriend, wh- whatever sure. the case may be, and you're going to have a, an extra microwave. Sure. But you have some advance notice, right? Like that Hannibal Burris thing about a 24-hour pawn shop. Like, I've never woken up at four in the morning like, ugh, I need to sell my microwave. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but doesn't she own a table? A little space that's a microwave size that she could just put it down for an hour? My only theory here is Sarah is going into witness protection (laughs) and she's trying to be responsible about it, but unfortunately she's posting things on social media. So, Sarah, best of luck in your new life. No, Uh, she's just a free microwave. Anyone need a microwave but can pick it up tonight. Sarah didn't pay her taxes. She's leaving the country. (laughs) It is is around that time. She's fleeing. Uh, Dawn... Wants to know. She needs something very important. Hi. Question all. Would anyone have a power cord to a Shiva DVD portable player model number SD1400? Now, can I just stop you right there? (laughs) When you write, it's one thing to say it in conversation, but when you write hi and question all, you can eliminate that from the sentence by putting a question mark at the end (laughs) of whatever it is you're writing. You don't need to say, I have a question. You just say question. Can you look up how much that shit costs? A Shiva portable DVD player? Cord. Of course. And that's all she wants is the cord, isn't it? Yeah, she has one. She doesn't have a cord for it. And who has a portable (laughs) DVD player anymore? I guess she doesn't iPhones exist! Some some people have it. Some people have it. Steve. Some people have it. It's like, you know, sometimes I want to have a portable DVD player. I want to name my kid Niksha. (laughs) (laughs) I want to have a a jersey. Everyone tweeting me what Jersey means. Oh, Wheaton, shush. Wheaton King. Let us have our fun. Look, I'm sure. Do you think there's like a show going on in another country or planet where they're like, Steve, <laughs> dick. <laughs> what a stupid name. I don't, I don't think so. Adam. Ooh, ooh, got two, a, two A's in my name. Ooh, stupid idiot. I, I can't find it because I'm pretty sure they don't make these anymore. So... <laughs> So that's why she needs the cord because she can't go buy one, right? So it makes sense. What are Good the odds Sarah. someone would see that Good and be God. like, "Oh, I got one," and you can have it? What the fuck, Jesse? Do you have another one? Because um, Mrs. Dangle has been like, "I've been sending Jesse some gems yep. because she got this." Access. Is one from Mrs. Dangle actually? 
I'll pull it up right now. Oh, she sent it to you? Oh, my God. She tags me in the post. Dean says. That's not bait at all. <laughs> She's so bait. <laughs> she is. She really is. She I'm is bait. She has no street smarts. I'm looking for amateur cat videos of Liberty Village cats. They need to be cats from Liberty Village. Please send me a message or write a comment so I can contact you. Do you think that's a listener fucking with the page? <laughs> no. Just to get on the show? That's gotta be. Yeah, this is Dean. Why does Dean need that? He doesn't say. But many people have rep- replied. I might have a few, LOL. Yeah, of course you do! That's all people with cats do, is they take videos that aren't interesting! And by the way, do you ever see people upload their cat videos online? And there's one interesting moment, and it's about five seconds long. But the video is two minutes? And you're waiting for the interesting uh. effing thing to happen? You're like, you know you could have cut this down, right? You could have oh, yeah. cut this down. Yeah. Here's a this cat, could be a vine. A cat running into a wall. No, Yeah, thank goodness for vine. Because people edit it, and they make it interesting. Oh, here's a clip of a cat showing disdain for another being. But oh, you, here's another clip of a cat being disinterested in something. <laughs> oh, oh, here's here's oh, a cat not giving a flying here, fuck. Here's me petting my cat and it attacking me for no reason. Yep. Um, and, and the other thing with cats is, too, that the cat owners, they don't want to edit the video down. Not because... It's because they don't see that five-second thing as the most interesting thing in the video. Because for the rest of the video, they're telling you how cute their cat is. Mm. Look at the way my cat walks around the room. Isn't it so cute? See how her tail does that? Yeah, I think my cat's the only cat that does that. My cat is so cute. Oh my god, hang on, it's coming up. No, but seriously, sometimes I wake up and my cat is hanging on my bed doing that thing with the tail. Uh, And then sometimes she throws up on my feet. (laughs) Well, you should meet Lindsay. Why does anyone own a cat? Lindsay replied to the comment what kind of videos are you looking for i have two cats that are completely gong shows one squeaks and plays fetch <laughs> the other is a kitten with a mustache nuff said oh n- <laughs> you can see them on my instagram so, <laughs> what do you think Lindsay does <laughs> i want to what is a weekend for Lindsay like <laughs> i i hey, I, I Lindsay and i wouldn't get along <laughs> That's where I'm going to leave that. <laughs> they're both just gong shows. Lindsay, Lindsay <laughs> is complete gong shows. Out of their minds. <laughs> oh my god, my cats are so hilarious. One plays fetch. <laughs> the other squeaks. Oh my god. Do you know any <laughs> other cats who do that? What has a mustache? He's got a mustache, Jesse. Damn. Whiskers! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Whiskers! Does anyone think that Dean was trying to be slick and he was asking for videos of another type? Oh. Cat. Well, he was trying to be a little Craigslist well, about this? Well, that went a little far. Yeah. Well, that would make that would make Lindsay's videos very interesting. No, I don't think Lindsay gets it. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. I don't and think Dean's so. like, yeah, sure, yeah, send those I don't over. think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Think Look, I'm weird. just trying to make this interesting <laughs> at all. Is there any, <laughs> alternately, Lindsay could have gone on and go, does anybody have any pictures of their Liberty Village elephant? <laughs> Can you please send me your Liberty, if you're talking about trying to be sly about it, right? Oh, that was awful. Because elephants that, have that a thing? Was certainly, that was I don't think that was, I think it was pretty good. Oh, because trunks. Yeah. Thank I, you. I got it. I got it. It took me a sec. It took me a sec. Uh, we can end it with Patricia, who had her balcony cleaned. <laughs> she posted a picture. She said, had my balcony cleaned by balconycleaners.com today. I'm yeah, very you, happy with the results. You got nothing on balconies, okay? <laughs> we break thumbs, balconycleaners.com. Do you guys want to see the picture? 
Is it a clean balcony? Whatever. Clean balcony. Look at that. Oh, she couldn't have possibly done that herself. Look at the clean balcony. She balcony cleaners. Done. Okay, her her balcony is smaller than your average bathroom. It's smaller than the space behind Jesse right now. Yeah, <laughs> for anybody watching. On for video. anyone watching on the YouTube, the on the YouTube, it's a series of tubes. It's it's about the size of a stove. This balcony. I wonder how much balcony cleaners cost. I wonder twenty five hundred dollars. She says very reasonable and professional, and I I'd be reasonable and professional too if I was ripping someone off that badly. Um, I mean, imagine how much money this company can make. What does that take? Twenty minutes? Eight minutes? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. Oh, what, that what do you do? Bring a pressure washer up there, like a mini one, and then and then dry it. Try things. Three hundred dollars, please. Thanks for the cash. See you in a month. Bye. <laughs> but what we didn't before we move on, guys. We didn't get to what Lindsay does in a day. I still think we need to go through that. Why have we not dissected that? I mean, she's got two cats, mm. and and they do stuff. What <laughs> else does Lindsay do? Do you think Lindsay blows off plans because like that might take longer than six hours, and I just I can't leave my cats. I just I can't do it. I don't know. But there's a litter box, Lindsay. Yeah, but no. Oh. Steve, how long have you left Iggy alone? We he Iggy's pretty lucky. We don't leave him alone for very long. But he can, um, right? Oh, yeah. he totally can. Um, it's just you guys it, have good schedules. Yeah, it usually yeah. works out that we could. Uh, yeah, we don't have to leave him for too long. And also, like if we're going to be gone for like a night or something like that, we can leave him with my parents or her parents or mm-hmm. whatever is also dogs like it's best case scenario for Iggy. D- like are there any litter litter box trained dogs mm. Mm. well i'm sure you could find videos on the internet yeah maybe one's at liberty village no oh, here's a crazy one using a litter box and with a way, mustache <laughs> my dog has a, by the way i would sometimes want a dog, he gives a paw it's crazy i wouldn't want a dog using a litter box because dog no. dog poo smells really bad yeah you could clear out an apartment in liberty village in a minute that and how long before that dog goes? I mean, it's basically like a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah, right. Woo! It, it clumps. Um, is four hours once a week reasonable to leave your dog alone? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, Felicia, Felicia's looking for someone to cuddle my dog only Mondays from five to nine. No need to take them out. Just watch them so they aren't alone. Just Mondays, 5 to 9, she can't be home. Someone please cuddle my dog. What's Some gonna, random stranger on this Facebook group. What's going to happen if we ever have to go to war? What is going to happen <laughs> in this country? Like, really? We are so screwed. People are like, you know, I'd like to enlist, but someone's got to cuddle my dog. Sorry, guys, I got a responsibility. We are so screwed. Oh, my God. It's a dog. Yes, I get it's living, but it can live without you. How arrogant are you that you don't think your dog will be fine? All I was going to say was, bye, Felicia. You're like, what if there's an apocalypse and we have to fend for ourselves? Then who's going to watch your fucking dog? It's an arrogant way to think that people actually believe that their dog would not somehow know that they yeah and maybe yes, the dog has separation anxiety so effing what so what life's hard life is hard you're sometimes you're, you're gonna be your, anxious showing your dog tough love absolutely and you know if your dog has separation anxiety trust me I had friends growing up that did um, and, and, and it's it's frustrating and they bark all day and it's sad but you know what the dog is still breathing and alive at the end of the day 
And do they got, learn? Do they grow out of that? You can. He's good. He you can get them. You can get that fixed. But a lot of the times, the reason the separation anxiety, you can get an operation. No, for no, that? no. You can. You can. It's it's a behavioral thing. You take them to a behavioral therapist. Oh, Blake okay. did it. Blake did it with her dog Zeppelin, and it's worked out amazing. She left it with this person for Ze- a week. Zeppelin is going to have a great WHL career. Yes, great name. Um, her, she left it with this therapist for a week, paid a lot of money, and the dog is night and day. Night hmm. and day, and its life is so much better. And a lot of the reason, now Blake's, Blake's case is a bit different because he was a rescue from a really bad situation, but a lot of the cases they find with anxiety with dogs is, is it's owner-created because the owner, the owner treats the dog like it can't live without. So then the dog thinks it can't live without. I wish Iggy took a little bit more after me. You know what he watches when it's on TV, no matter what? Soccer. It's no son of mine. Do you leave the TV on for your dog? Don't tell him. Mrs. Dangle. You do? Yeah. Oh my God. Because I know he likes it. My stepmom. He likes it. My, my dog never watched TV, but my stepmom swore that my dog felt more at home when the radio was on. So she left the radio on for him every day. Okay. All right. Calm down. That would. See, you can't see the radio making noise. But dogs have better hearing than we do. Much well, better hearing than would, eyesight. No, that would freak him out. <laughs> that would freak him out. I don't think he'd like that. <laughs> well, Jesse, that was a fabulous version of what's up in Liberty Village this week. Eh? Please thank Mrs. Dangle for some of those. Thank you, Mrs. Dangle. Shall we do the press conference? Are we ready? The Presser. S-D-P. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. I guess we're ready. Let's do it. Question Sorry, one. I, I just... Do you ever... Do you play the music in your head? The brr- I think people assume that that music actually plays in studio when we didn't do our um, oh it doesn't music. no it doesn't no. do to do, do, do that's what's up in the vidge that's right <laughs> can, you can someone isolate, isolate that <laughs> that's 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 our jingle right there and just have Jesse like yeah really <laughs> it's butters that's me really prepared I don't think we have any questions Really? I don't think we have any questions. But, like, not, are they all bad, or is it, uh, or you didn't leave? <laughs> this is from Slow Driver. It's our most upvoted question of the week. Okay, we'll do this one. Steve, I'm getting married on May 21st. Any words of advice or any philosophical messages? Um, turn off your phone obviously. Uh, and just enjoy it. Like, honestly, just enjoy it. I heard someone said to me the other day, um, that they were talking to someone about their wedding and someone else piped up and they go, ah, it's so stressful and this and that. And the only bride I've ever spoken to who enjoyed their wedding day was Mrs. Dangle. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of sad. That makes, that's a bummer. Um, that that is so counterproductive on so many levels. No, you just, you, hopefully you have everything prepared ahead of time, but things are going to go wrong. And so what? You know, you want it to be this perfect day that you remember for the rest of your life. You'll remember it for the rest of your life and you'll enjoy it if you let yourself. It's not going to be perfect. You know why? Because your wedding's happening on planet Earth. Nothing ever goes perfectly. Our wedding was fantastic and smashing and amazing, but um, I go up to cut the cake. And here's the conversation that happened. It was three sentences. I go up to cut the cake, walk up to it, and I go, I remember this cake being taller. Mrs. Angle goes, oh, yeah, two layers of it collapsed. Oh. And I said, oh, and then I cut what was left of the cake. That was it. So what? That was it. It's the wedding cake. Oh, my God. 
no one gives a shit. The point about the wedding cake is people are supposed to eat it, right? So yeah. <laughs> but what if what if they can't eat it because it fell? Well, then eat the other shit. We're at a wedding. There's so much food here. Put it in your face. That's where it goes. We forgot to give away the centerpieces. We worked kind of hard on those. We had a game. I put hockey cards under seats at each table. Oh, I remember it, you mentioning that yeah. at the beginning of the night. And if you were the ta- if you were sitting on the seat that had the hockey card, you won the centerpiece. And I worked really hard to look through my collection to find a player who wore a number one for table number one, a player who wore number two for table number two, and t- all the way up to twenty. And I uh, fuck, I forgot it. Oh well, like it's not—it's not going to go perfectly. Just enjoy it. Remember, it's about you. It's about your wife to be. It's about your family. It's about your friends. Have fun with that. Second piece of advice: Don't show up rip roaring hungover. <laughs> like Steve did. <laughs> Holy fuck! Uh, we've told that story on the. We podcast. have, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to go back through the annals of our history, we have told that story. I, I, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine spending. You know, the average Canadian wedding. What is it? Thirty grand now. That's the average Canadian wedding. Is it? Something like that. It's something ridiculous. I don't think thirty grand. I think uh, that's less than that. Well, yeah, I would hope so. But I can't imagine spending that much money and not enjoying something. Yeah. Like, like that. Yeah. That to me just seems like a. That's an insane amount of money to a person mm-hmm. like me. You may oh. be in a different financial situation. I think to everybody in this room, twenty grand is a lot of money. Thirty grand is even more money. That's a lot. Um, I can't imagine going through that day and going. I'm going to be stressed out about anything. I wouldn't even care. Okay, I've spent all this money. Now it's like, well, whatever happens, happens. I'm going to enjoy it anyway. Because if I'm spending that money, damn straight, I'm getting some enjoyment out of it. Oh, uh, so you got a speech to make, sir. I do? No, not you. Oh. The person who's getting married. Short and sweet. Yes. If you're confident, make it a little over five minutes, I guess. If you're Ooh. not so confident, under five. Two minutes. Two. Mm, Two is pretty short. But if you suck, aim for two. If you if you think you might suck, aim for two. And here's <laughs> thank everyone you need to thank. I, I was make at a, a couple jokes. I was at a wedding last summer. <laughs> this God bless him. He was the sweetest man. Oh, are you sorry? Father of the bride gets up. Oh, I'm not going to tell you what wedding this was at. Father of the bride gets up, and people weren't paying attention that well anyway, which was sad. But. And this guy was a lovely man, but he made it very difficult and and began to regale us with a 10-minute speech. And the thing was, he had written the speech on the way there and had it all written down. And he said, you know what? I'm not even going to read any of this, as people do. Oh, shit. Yeah, whenever is, someone puts the paper down, no, <laughs> the paper's your friend. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. And this guy... He even at one point, he digressed so far that he was like, well, and I met Jim over there from Edmonton, and Jim has the same car that I do. <laughs> and I looked at my girlfriend, Caprice, and I said, oh. God bless this man, he is so sweet, but I I want to go outside and throw myself in the lake. And Adam was a great MC because he'd just be like, ah, Steve's kind of a dick, am I right? Ah, all right, so our next speech is blah, blah, blah. He yeah. just kept things moving, right? That's your job as an MC, you are not the star. I went to a wedding... Where the MC got up and he gave lots of wedding advice (laughs) and he spoke at this pace and he got up there and he was married himself. So let me give you the commandments for marriage. (laughs) The first commandment is, and we, he got past the 10th and we thought he was kidding. No, so he would get up there and just maybe give five or ten commandments at a time. He got up to like thirty commandments. 
And I hate we it. all thought he was joking. He wasn't. And I, I the hate 31st commandments. commandments. <laughs> that is scary. Uh, I hate when the first commandment, it's, it's always from some drunken uncle, and it's, remember the first thing about marriage is she's always right. The wife is always right. A, never call her the wife. She oh, is the old ball and chain. Not the wife, not an object. Okay? You know, they don't get it, right? We all get it, but <laughs> they, they don't get it. Number two, <laughs> if you were born in 1945, even then that's not really acceptable, but I guess that's sort of acceptable because that was the running joke in that generation. It isn't funny anymore, <laughs> and it's also inappropriate. Yeah, people so just stop go, saying uh-huh. it. Stop it. Oh, also, no flashing during the uh, the speech. No, no pulling your pants down. Have no, you seen that? N- no. Who no, does that? I just wanted to say something ridiculous. Oh. Because my just cats just do ridiculous things. Oh, my cats are just one squeaks. <laughs> um, Plays fetch. Yeah, I guess the number one thing, and it's so weird that you got to remind people, just fucking enjoy it. Just yeah. have a good time. Hey, Jesse. Shit, shit's going to go wrong. Uh-huh. How many weddings do you have to go do this summer? Zero. How old are you? 23. 19. You're 23. I, just want, I want you to know. I want you to know. I think he's 24. Uh-huh. Are you 24? No. Okay, whatever. <laughs> You're so fucking weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, just, you, you guys, we've been going for two plus hours here. Okay, Jesse's got other things too. Jesse, oh. I just can't. I can't wait for you to do... I can't wait for you to do your first five to six wedding summer, and it's coming in a, a couple of years. Get ready. I'm I got not two. Going. I got two weddings next year already. Yeah, me too. It's great. Anyway, <laughs> we're wrapping up there because I think Jesse's got stuff to do. Because <laughs> we're starting to ask questions about Jesse, <laughs> and he's uncomfortable. And he's like, ew. <laughs> some, some of us are going to work after this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In an hour. Yeah, but oh, sorry, he's no, 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 fifty-six no, no. minutes. Jesse's no. got stuff to do. He really does. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, man. I didn't realize how far we got. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, we want him to get the podcast up eventually. No don't one we? cares. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back next Tuesday. Lots to talk about, including who gets through, and we'll have some some Eastern Conference Finals news, and who knows, maybe some Leaf stuff too. Maybe. Just maybe. Plus, CWHL paved the way this weekend. Uh, if you can come down, it would be a lot of fun to see. Get, get a good picture of me before my foot gets in. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.